invitó por la mañana a una entrevista con Televisa Deportes. Pero la tranquilidad duró muy poco. What step for of all your omelets in breakfast would you sound like pretty fragile? I mean, you have been injured in your clavicle, your arms, uh, everywhere. Well, what happens? I'm recording that. <laughs> Damn, that, that's going to come back and bite me on the ass. Oh. You better hope it's your ass. Once again, I'm glad I recorded that too. <laughs> all right, have at it, Martin. Are we all ready? We are ready. Yeah. Great yourself. Whoa. Ooh, I like it. That was very Smooth. gentlemanly. It was, very, it was. It was a lot more polite. <laughs> so it was big, round, and black. It was just... it sounded like an empty can. It was the dignified British opening. <laughs> I bring to the show. I bring a certain level of class. <laughs> All right, guys. Even a penis reference sounds better in this accent. We really have to agree. Thank you, Lord Alfred Hayes. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for downloading, subscribing to the New Blood Rising podcast. We're coming at you with uh, episode sixty-one. Is where we're at. All those quick takes like really bumped us up to. Oh, you're counting those. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Episode six. <laughs> we're gonna get the numbers. Out. <laughs> <laughs> Go get the girl. 
<laughs> Episode 61, we're taking a look at WWF No Mercy 2001, which was another one of these uh, interesting kind of, well, let's just kind of say it was kind of a, one of the mediocre shows to get you between SummerSlam and uh, Survivor Series, but we got a lot to get into it. I'm William Rankin, joined, of course, by Jason Kiesler. Hello. Charlie Stabile. How are you? And, of course, the fourth member of the crew overseas, Martin Dixon. How do Oh. <laughs> Is that his impersonation of us? <laughs> How do? Martin, Martin's walking around like Jackie Chan. South Yorkshire greeting. Joe Boone needs a refill. Have a greyhound behind me right now. All right, so um, guys, first off. How's, how have you been? And I say that facetiously because I already know how you've been. We got one guy went to the hospital. We got another guy went to the hospital. Hot damn, me and Martin almost had to do a two-man podcast. <laughs> so, Jason, start off. How is your eye? It's rejuvenated. I have a brand new lens. Uh, for I have already been bugged to death by my other nerdy friends. I cannot see your power level, so stop asking. <laughs> yes, thank you, Martin. Gets it while Will's over here hump. Whisper in the Terminator. Uh, the cool thing is, is my fake lens is not a perfect circle. It is shaped like a hurricane shows up on a weather map, so that it like can the hurricane. Slam Jack. Jack. Yes, <laughs> great. But it's so that it can wrap around my eye as it heals and fuses to it. So fuses. Yes. It what an interesting to... word. Yeah. Well, it's you know long after I'm dead. And I feel rotted. like I feel like I see a 3D image of your eye with that end theme to Escape from L.A. when they're firing the thing that's going to turn off the world. <laughs> Oh, and then, God. and then, Char- all right, so Amanda was at Panera, and she's like, have you seen Charlie's Facebook post? And, like, the first thing I think it was like, oh, God, he went off on somebody. <laughs> somebody got targeted. Somebody got his ass lit up. And, and it was you. And, was and I swear, it is a picture that's right out of Die Hard. It is right out of Die Hard with bloody footprints all over a white tile. What happened? Uh, uh, so, basically, I just dropped a beer bottle, and a piece of, gl- a piece of glass jumped up. Took a left turn and went right into my leg. So, magic, magic, magic loogie. Yeah, yeah, yeah magic loogie. Yeah, it, everyone thought I was lying at the hospital. It was ridiculous. Um, yeah, puddles of blood everywhere. My coworkers had to clean it up. I apologized profusely when I showed up last night. Oh, and then I burned my arm. I didn't. I didn't tell you about that. I burned my arm when I was bleeding on the floor. And, yeah, and then, so, but the story, I'm like OJ Simpson and Naked Gun. The, the story gets better because that's the pay per view. The raw after when you got you got home. Oh, it gets well, better. Yeah. I, I go. I go to cook myself a steak, and I look down, and I think, oh, this steak's got blood all over it. This is gonna be delicious. No, it's my blood. <laughs> are, are you delicious? Uh, well, I, so what I had to do is I, I had to call my roommate. It's 2 in the morning. I had to wake him up to come into the kitchen to help me out of there because I didn't want to get on the carpet. And he, all he really ended up doing was bringing me towels. So there I am with a ripped open leg cleaning my own blood off the floor. <laughs> just, just this whole like... Weird. Yeah. yeah. He's hardcore. <laughs> this weird version of Palm Sunday where it's just your roommate mm. laying towels on you so you don't step on the ground. He's like, yeah. we gotta go to the hospital. So I ain't going to no damn hospital. Yeah. And then winds up at the hospital. Well, no, I didn't. He, he ended up sleeping on the couch in his clothes uh, just in case you I died was, or something. Just in case I died. <laughs> they thought I was gonna die in, in bed. I'm sure because like, yeah. that's a lot of blood. That looked like a ton of blood. That's a lot. Now I gotta get a Facebook just to see that. I no. feel like that's the Steve Austin f- freeze frame is the freeze frame of those of that bloody tile. Well, my favorite is the Fellini angle that I got, where there's, <laughs> there's a reflection of light 
off the blood. Like there's hope. There's hope somewhere. There's in, hope in, there. in the blood. Man, oh man. So Martin, are you, you're uninjured? I hope. <laughs> well, no, nothing I didn't already have. <laughs> uh, well, no, boy, let me let me sit back. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's all right. I, I haven't managed to hurt myself this week. <laughs> I am nursing a severely knackered ankle from a few months ago. Oh, you're on hiatus. I got you. Oh, man, what about oh, man. You, Any... No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Just you know, your basic fatherly fatigue. That's about. <laughs> <laughs> that's about. That's about what I'm suffering from always. No, but no giant shits and public bathroom stories from Wyatt. Oh, I, I was thinking if I had one. I, no. <laughs> I was like, well, that does happen even late in life. Yeah. Oh man. Oh yeah. I. There are days when I'm on that hour and a 20 minute journey, and by the end, I'm like, yep, it's coming. And like, somebody will try <laughs> and talk to time. me, I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I do love when you're in a bathroom and you're taking a dump, and you've walked, and somebody else walks in, and they need to use the bathroom, and like, but you have, all right, so let's suppose you haven't started yet. They're, they need to sit down and start going, but then it's almost like a stalemate. Like, nobody wants to shit first. Right. No, nobody wants about. to do this. So then, like, you're hearing. You're like Finch. Uh, yeah. You know, in American Pie. I can't hold it. Yeah, it's so funny. It is like the Cold War of the bathroom. It is what it is. Like, you're getting pushed to the brink. Is this a bit? Yeah. <laughs> is this a bit? <laughs> a good bit. I'm, I'm glad you cleared up because your transition was, you know, when I get home from my hour and 20 minute drive, and then you're like, well, when you're in there and someone else goes to sit down first, it's like, how many toilets do you have in your bathroom, man? That's, <laughs> that's a bidet, Will. It's a bidet. I, I don't think I don't wear them. Um... Uh, <laughs> see my worst fear is when I have to do it at work and you walk past a customer that's in the bathroom and you sit on the toilet and you're like oh god I don't want you know, see, that's customers the thing. can't think that people who work here should that's the thing <laughs> like if you if you work in a small like a small group mm-hmm. and like people look at shoes they know if they if I know who's shitting in there I will pro- I might leave before yeah. I will suffer for a few more minutes because I don't want to hear like the the crazy old, like, re- like really, really mean Republican old retired dude who just just <laughs> lets it rip in there. But do you ever if, walk into a public bathroom? The smell hits you, and you're like, "Nope, nope, I'm gonna hold right, it." Oh yeah, now, I will tell hours. you. There was one time I remember I, I was like nine or ten, and I'm just man, I you know I was swimming tons the of great apple quick steps. Man, I was taking a big old dump, and like I mean this uh, this <laughs> this, stall, big old this stall had a broken lock. Oh, so like I had <laughs> I've done this. I've done this. <laughs> I am dumping and holding the door you. shut, and then like. Like, there's a guy who comes in, like a man. Like, oh, I'm like, man. Man. Was it William <laughs> and he tries to open the door, and like, he doesn't realize there's resistance. Like, there's resistance coming from the other back? end. Does he, he pushed back oh. twice, and finally, was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I was, and I just kind of said, like, I'm in a pool of sweat now. Because I feel like I'm in like the third act of like a 60 minute Broadway or something. See, sometimes I like to make it a little weird. If I know a, the guy that's in the stall, like at work, <laughs> I'll, I'll do that weird thing where you can see their eye through the crack. Oh. <laughs> and no. I'll, just, I'll just stare. Why do people want to talk? <laughs> oh, I know. Don't I know. don't talk to me, please. I, I've, I've ignored people. Like, they know it's me. They say something to me like, oh, this, this is one no dude talking was zone. like, hey, too much uh, coffee? Because they know I drink a ton of coffee. Like, oh, too much coffee? And I just, nope. I didn't I'm say not, a damn word. I'm not giving you color commentary no, on my shit. No, get out of here. Good get God. Get out of here. So, ah. Martin, are you ready to uh, class <laughs> this joint up? Toilet bowl has a family gun. <laughs> <laughs> Look out, Thunderbucket. 
Oh no! There, there you go, Jesus. guys. Send us your 2K16 screenshots of your creator restaurant Thunder Bucket. <laughs> Tag them to ZM underscore stat. Tag Team Partners Roadblock. Uh, <laughs> Whoo! <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ten minutes of that. Just watch bread number two. Yeah. That's the finish. Talk about current product. Uh, a lot of shit's happened, man. Yeah, I mean, like, um, just <laughs> we'll, we'll quickly hit it because now with the Extreme Rules coming up, you kind of get the you're getting the rematch for the belt with Reigns and Styles. Yep. Which looks pretty interesting, although like Reigns, I I'm now at the point he needs to change his look. Like he like mm-hmm. the, the whatever is left that he's carrying onto the Shield look needs to go because it's just something. There's something goofy about him wearing his own shirt when he wrestles. Oh, yeah. There's something just, I don't know what it is. It feels like a jobber thing almost now to me. But um, the Bullet Club thing, like, I feel like they've lost heat. I feel like they've lost a little momentum. And I hate to say that because I wanted them to be in there like the outsiders. Like, they just do what they want and leave. Mm-hmm. They, they are their own thing. Like, that's what I wish they were doing with that. But, you know, I mean, it, there's still time, you know, to see where it goes and everything. Um what do you guys think? Like any for any between the three guys, any other thoughts on that? Uh, <clears throat> I, I hate to say it, but I'm getting a little <clears throat> burnout on Ambrose's shtick. You know what I mean? It's like let's give another guy a talk show. Yeah, you know, it's right. like Jesus Christ. Yeah, you know, let why, why don't they just make it a network show? Like, right. like if they're going to do something like that, where they can do it in character, like the Ambrose Asylum. Like I, I get it. But if, if he was progressing as a character, I don't think I'd mind it so much. But he's just kind of stagnating, and I'm crazy. Yeah, yeah like <clears throat> it, it's I, I the Pillman thing. Like mm. it's like I wish like they would. Like, they feel like they have to kind of buffer it with like some bad comedy. Yeah. To try and like not go full crazy, and I don't know why. Maybe it's a PG thing or whatever. I don't know. But Jason, do you got anything on it, man? Anything on like you can hit anything. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I think that this rain styles. Feud build is really good. Yeah, probably one of the better feud builds in a very long time. Yeah, um, I'm like you. It's like it's not that I don't necessarily think they lose the momentum, but this are they face? Are they heel? What's their role with AJ? It's it's too long, or the fact that it's every week and they don't space it out with something else. Yeah, um, it's got to end of this paper. Something's got to happen. Mean, this paper something big has to happen. Somebody has to turn, or people have to turn, or yeah. whatever. We'll see. Um, Martin, you got anything on the current product? Have you been watching it all? I've not been watching a ton. Um, I'm more Lucha Underground yeah. than anything else, which continues to just go from strength to strength. <coughs> um, in terms of Rain Styles, what I have seen, I really enjoyed. But I'm like you, the whole Gallows, Anderson, you know, are they are they the Bullet Club, are they not? Just, I don't know, it just doesn't work for me. Just give the, give them a character and work with it rather than leave it with all this ambiguity and i don't know if it's the fact that ambrose has got jeans on but i don't i i kind of don't like their their outfits i don't like the costuming on the bullet club like i think gallows kind of looks because i've seen him like in person where like and maybe this was right around like when he was about to go to tna and do the dot gallows thing with the aces and eights and all that Mm -hmm. i don't know if it's the color scheme or what he kind of looks ridiculous just, he, yeah. he doesn't suit black and white, does he? It doesn't no. complement his body figure. No, <laughs> no, no. Because no. no. he, here's the thing: I, he's not a he's not a fat guy. He's not. No, he looks fat in this thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and and for skinny guys, it, you can get that all the time. Like depending on what color you wear, and yeah, white and black because it's a white uh, yeah. up here, right? Yeah, it doesn't look good. I dig I dig Carl Anderson's look. I think he looks fine because he he's totally Arn Anderson. Like yeah. I I think a hundred percent he is going to embody that. So. 
I, I think like in terms of what they're doing ring wise, it's good. I just I hate seeing the Usos like get the oh. best of them because I think they are. I just and it's no offense to their like, oh, work, shit. but it's just character wise. <laughs> like you just you took John Cena like Station match and, and, and made him Samoan Station and, and that was it. Station. Station. Um, what do you guys think of the general manager thing or the Shane Steph thing? <clears throat> That's still going on. Yeah. Except well, it's now, like they're getting along. well, they're split. Yeah. But but, but but I mean they're they're sharing it they're together yes, right yeah uh-huh. the problem is and I'm not saying this to be like uh, hacky but the camera work and the way that each episode kind of lingers on the two of them really is Sam and Dianish and I'm not saying like it's just really fucking weird oh really yeah like the tension <laughs> it's like one of them will look longingly at something while the other one's making a decision we talked about that earlier cut the camera yeah cut it yeah. I, I, I don't need them longingly staring as the other person walks away into the men's bathroom you know? yeah, it, yeah it's like like what are you doing camp wwe yeah you talk about that for a sec you liking it i've only watched the one what about you martin uh, i i haven't seen any of it yet um i don't know why there's just something about it that puts me off from actually sitting down and watching it. Oh, I can tell you what it is. Go ahead. Please, <laughs> go ahead. It tries... I've seen both, uh, I think. I mean, I know it's getting some good reviews, but I'm having a real problem with it. It tries really hard to have uh, the, the kind of humor that's popular now. I think it takes yeah. the worst of Family Guy mm-hmm. and tries... So the, 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 go the ahead. The problem is I've watched Gravity Falls, and I think that's an amazing show. Mm-hmm. But this, to me, looks like a knockoff. Very well could be. And it's such an interesting idea because it's really like the first, what, wrestling cartoon since uh, Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and yeah. that's that's another thing. Without Hulk Hogan being there, it's, you know, it, why do we have our truth Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, if you, if you look at the characters that are in the show and you're like, everyone kind of belongs here, except that guy. Yeah. That guy doesn't belong here. I, I like Ric Flair's character in the show just because it's... The stare, it's like the internet version of Ric Flair. Did you see, did yeah. you catch that deep cut they did when when Cena says, Have you, uh, don't you miss your parents? Oh, yeah. And he stops and then he just starts crying uncontrollably yeah. because he's adopted. Yeah. I thought that was so fucking funny. It was, it was almost too clever. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, there are a lot of inside jokes and a lot of things, like, of course, the Triple H stuff to make fun of him being a kiss ass and all this stuff. Vince is awesome. I think yeah, Vince is there's really There's a lot good. of growth for that character. Um, he has the biggest laugh, I think, in the pilot. And it's funny. I almost feel like Vince could get more over doing this than yeah. what he's doing on TV. Because like, I think almost like there's a weird sympathy almost. It's like an something. Adam West kind of character. Yeah. yeah. But a little Mean. more developed. Yeah. The, the biggest problem I, I think I have with it is uh, the wrestlers aren't doing the voices. Well, we talked about like that, that too. I don't like Some of them are, and some of them aren't. Well, the legends, like the, the people who are like the legends, like Slaughter, Flair... And I think Triple H is going to voice his dad. Well, he's going to be Quadruple H, right. which is hilarious. He's like, "Call me Quad." And I hope to God he call gets me right. Quad. I hope he gets. I mean, I hope he gets right. If he just all he has to say is, "I'm torn," well, like, yeah. and then that'd be perfect. Is but, Ric Flair a counselor, or is he? He's the laundry guy. He's just the laundry guy. Yeah. Okay. Slaughter's he has robes. I get it. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> Mark Henry's a kid, but he has a full beard. Every time I see Big Show, I think it's King Kong Bundy. Yeah, that's a good point. I Every like that one. single time, like Big Show has a goatee. I mean, I get their kids, but this is ridiculous. Like, give them a goatee. I do love that Austin. Like every time he shows up, just starts flipping people off. Like I think that's really funny. I love that Steve hates it. Yeah, like, he's like, oh, I got a little things to say about the voice of my character. So like, he's just some little punk ass hyper redneck kid. That's <laughs> to me, that's hilarious. I, I, I mean, there's room for growth. Yeah, I. The final thing I, I, my final note for would be like, it's kind of this. Like, I've watched most of Deadpool and I like it, but at the same time, I saw like, it the other day. The other, mm-hmm. the, the only problem I have with it is it's like if 
feels like it's like look how you see how rated R we are look how rated R we are like it's like it's and keeps then if you one... take that away it's a basic origin story comic book movie right. mm-hmm. there are times where they're they're beautiful they're a little more subtle and they in the they're the rated R oh, stuff don't get me wrong I think it's a good movie yeah yeah yeah, yeah. totally it's but a lot better than the crap I've seen lately it's the same thing with Camp WWE though it's like it goes out of its way to show you like how edgy how yeah right it's like it feels like, like this thing came out in 96 yeah yeah, yeah but yeah. that it's hard to be shocking on TV nowadays. Even, especially on internet TV. Yeah, I mean, you basically just have to have incest storylines uh, nowadays. I hope they don't do that. But, uh, like, they were making such a big deal. Watch this. This will be, you can get it, you can get it. And then, like, during payback, they're like, this is not for kids. You know, then mm-hmm. they're like, watch it. Then they're like, but don't watch it. If you hit play, they actually tell you how to yep. turn the parental controls on. Yeah, they're that worried about it. <laughs> Idiots. <Yeah. laughs> All right, so you guys ready to dive into this? Yeah, Let's fuck modern Let's times. go back. Let's go back. We're going back 15 years into the past. We're going back to St. Louis, Missouri at the Lieutenant Savick Center. And uh, I'm just kidding. It's the Savick Center. Percy Allen? <laughs> oh, wow. I got it. In us. <laughs> I got the reference. I, did, I was taken aback. I was like, Savick. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing Rathacon? If that's the case... Case, is the stadium replaced the next time they have to <laughs> Well, there's no way you can take it after that. <laughs> this was episode 61. We're out. That was that was money. Perfect. The poop episode. Attendance, 14,486. Now, let's talk about buys because we always like to go through this as we're charting the year here and everything. Last month was three hundred and fifty thousand for Unforgiven. Do you think it is higher or lower this show? Starting with Jason, I think it's higher because it's Rob Van Dam in a World Championship match. So I think there was probably maybe up to three twenty. Well, whoa, they, what? They were at three fifty. Sorry, four four twenty. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> well, I like it. Yeah. Uh, four twenty five. It's definitely four twenty five. Uh, Martin, where do you think it is at? If Unforgiven was at three fifty, where do you think No Mercy is? I'm actually going to say lower. I'm going to say 325. Really? Martin Dixon nailed it on the money. 325,000. Oh, he looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> that son of a bitch. He cheating bastard. I was hoping Martin would go one. It is, yeah, uh, the buy rate was 0.8. Like, it, they definitely, they, they went. This, I think, I'm not sure. I haven't looked ahead too much. I, I think we can both. We all just kind of know Survivor Series is going to be much, sure. much bigger. Yeah. But I don't know if um, Vengeance... I don't think Vengeance is lower than this, too. I think this might be the lowest of the year, is this pay-per-view. So I remember looking forward to it. It truly is the WCW tribute pay-per-view. Yeah. Have, it's, in a lot of ways. I do love that the network kept in the Saliva song, mm-hmm. which is cool. Man, that took me back. It did. Like, 2000... Yeah, you know what decade you're in when you get click, click, boom. <laughs> I love the 0102 themes are really strong. Yeah. Um, it would kind of be varying from there. I forgot Peter Gabriel did the WrestleMania 22 theme. Oh That's my God, yeah. Yeah. yeah, holy shit! Like when I heard that this week, it blew me blew me away. All right, so this intro video is fascinating because it's going through like the possibilities, and I, learned, I really liked it. What was that one shot of Austin? Yeah, where he was just bathed in shadow. Yeah, like is what it looked like. Just. Uh, stoned though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stoned cold steel. We always talk about those bloodshot eyes. Yeah, these bloodshot eyes. This ain't paranoia. That's a different brand. So, uh, how cool was it though when RVD had the belt in that? Just that one moment in time, Rob Van Dam is holding the belt. It looked really cool. This has been a fascinating month, and I think it's kind of weird. And we'll get to when we get to the main event where it seems like 
we kind of took a big left turn from where we had been building in the summer between Austin and Angle. Yeah. All of a sudden, like, it feels one guy got really abandoned, if, so if somebody else could be at the forefront of this. But we'll yeah. we'll kind of dive into that. Um, all right, so um, the thing that's weird is right off the bat when we're hearing that this is a no-DQ triple threat match. The yeah, hell does that D, mean? It's a triple it's threat. It's a triple threat, threat match. Mean? I didn't know, like, when JR is talking about that. still apply. Um... <laughs> uh, I just thought that was just terribly redundant. But first off, first match tonight, we're coming out of the gates hot. WCW tag title match. The Hardys, <laughs> they're back to <laughs> bring us a little more, a little less apathy than last month hmm. against Landstorm and the Hurricane. So yeah. the one thing cool is we have Molly Holly now being brought into the Hurricane mix. He's definitely he keeps growing. Like mm-hmm. his pops, like his 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 um. Repertoire, so to speak, when it comes to being a character, his moveset. Like, it seems like he's, we're really seeing the growth mm-hmm. with a lot this. Of evolution. There's a great image when he jumped off the top with his cape. Uh, yeah. Kind of basked in the wind there. For yeah. Second. I like the where he's beat, he's beat down, and Molly runs in like James Brown and puts his cape over him mm-hmm. and rejuvenates him. That, <laughs> that kind That's of funny. shit is, it's good. Yeah. Molly is adorable in this match. As yeah. M- Mighty Molly, like she, I mean, she was always cute anyway. But like her little poses and stuff, like this this character, like this really works for both of them. I think. Yeah, totally. And I th- even uh, even though the heart once again lazy Jeff with his hat on, I, that still that still cracks me up. That guy pops up. <laughs> Get that. that thing off. So um, you know how we we all go about <laughs> like guys wrestling in t shirts is slightly jobberish wrestling in a fucking baseball cap. <laughs> The this best, is why Brooklyn Brawler last, never won. Last month when Bubba Ray was like, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, That's my favorite. That. <laughs> what do you think this is? Yeah. Um, what do you guys have to say about this one? Like, we have Ivory getting in the mix here and stuff. Like, what do you guys think? How did this go for you guys compared to last month with the hot opener? What was last month? Well, I think it was a four-way. Four-way. Oh, yeah, four-way. Four-way attack match. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like Ivory as just a valet. Oh, God, she's so much yeah. better. She's uh, so much better. But there's some good commentary. Like, JR goes... George Reeves is rolling over in his grave, and more to come on later of who George Reeves is. I don't think that's great. <laughs> I thought Landstorm's music was terribly generic. Like, yeah. they, they could have just taken his WCW theme. I don't. I'm fun. not a huge fan when tag guys come out separately. Like if you're a tag team, and these guys kind of are at this point. Like they've yeah. been together multiple Storm years. Give them like give them a uh, and they, why don't you play up Storm and Hurricane more? Like right. it's beautiful. The like new it's natural. It's disaster. a weird chemistry yeah. they have uh, when when Hurricane first comes into the ring. He goes to like high five Lance Storm. And Storm doesn't do it. I don't think he even sees him. And, and Hurricane like slaps him in the shoulder. And it, oh, duh. yeah. You know, it's just like the, the, chem- the chemistry's off when it shouldn't be. And it's and I think I'm, in, in Helms' defense, I think he's in a weird spot because he's trying to get over a single character, but he's also trying to make a tag work, and that's tough. I, I with a super serious character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, there could have been, I, and maybe there are. Like, here. oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I was gonna get at. Um, the match, right. uh, the match itself, though, I, I, it's okay. Um, I think I was. I think what I wrote was like I wrote like the pacing and the time because it wasn't that long. Like oh, they right. kept it at a decent length, so it, it was all right in terms of that. What did you guys think of the finish? So Lance, Landstorm's got that single leg crab, and then what is it? Is it Elite? We get Alita Conrana to knock him off, and then Twist of Fate Swanton. The Hardys get the win. No, I was really hoping he was going to go for that Swanton in the position that he was originally in. Yeah, oh, yeah. And I was like, yes. <laughs> I dare you, and then but Matt's like, nope, I love my brother. <laughs> <laughs> what it's it's weird, like, because 
I don't know, like, ever since TLC 2, what's happened with those three teams has been fascinating because it feels like the Dudleys got built into a good super heel tag team. Mm-hmm. They seem to fit really well. Hart and Edge and Christian, we'll get into that, another interesting chapter for them. The Hardys feel like they're in a weird... Yeah. Like... It almost looks like they don't want to be tagging right now. They want to be doing something else. Because it just feels like we're going through the motions. Is that... Oh, yeah. But they each had singles belts. But it still was the heart... Like, even the way you look at it, it's the Hardys. I was never sold on them as singles wrestlers. No. Although... Even even at their peak. Even though Jeff, though, with the hardcore title on RVD, was really good. good But anyone can have a good match with RVD. It's true. My mother could have a good match with RVD. But that... That back-to-back series they had, just because they're, oh, they're they complemented, they complemented each other so well, and um, I think, I think we're, I, it's not until next year in '02 is when Jeff has the match with the Undertaker in the ladder match, yeah, which is when he shook his hand. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, all right, so we come up with Hardy's retain. Martin, you got any last thoughts for that match? Um, I thought it was okay, not especially brilliant, but not uh, not offensive. Um, I dig Storm and Hurricane as a, as a team. The, the chemistry is a little off, but the whole fist bump tag thing, I thought they could have gone places with that. <laughs> that was funny. That was a good moment. Right. I don't want to tag. I want a fist bump. I love how JR hates the cape. He he is Edna Mode. <laughs> he, between the cape and the Spinaroonie, mm-hmm. he is just kind of That's effective. That's effective. <laughs> so let's go ahead and head back. See, RVD, he, he meets up with the. <laughs> Meets up with Steve Regal. He is so damn cool. I know. <laughs> it's like he doesn't even know who he's fighting. He's I, just, yeah. Regal thinks he should apologize for giving Austin the frog splash, which if you see that replay, is so cool because you don't know who he's going to hit until the very end of it. It's yeah. cool. But so it's, cool. It's so awkward. Like William Regal, he's such a dignified individual, and just the, the the line that he had to be that he had to say. I wish I want you to apologize to Steve Austin for giving him a frog splash. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounded ridiculous. What was Certain words that never ever sound good in a in a British accent, <laughs> and frog splash is one of them. <laughs> that didn't sound too bad. No, it was just it's, it's regal. I'm much much more guttural. I am common gutter trash. Good <laughs> 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 That's cool, man. Yeah. Don't you yeah. love, don't, look mm. at RVD's reaction. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> Regal's like, don't do anything silly. You might regret later. Okay. okay. <laughs> so what? good. <laughs> and and it's funny because it's so it's so contrasting to all the recent champions like Austin, Rock, Triple H, even Angle that are big personalities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have to be and, big. And RVD, guy. I can win it just by being bored. It's awesome. <laughs> so then, like um, Vince angrily exits his limo. Yeah. Mike Michael Cole is uh, terrible actor. I, I don't understand. Like tonight's a huge night. Why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> you answered your question, dummy. Like. It's my company, pal. It's a pay-per-view. You didn't say pal later on. I caught, I caught that. All right, so the jacket dropping is funny because I didn't know, like, I, I felt like it was, like, a legit accident. Like, I, did I didn't too. mean to. And somehow, I, I guess Vince probably has a monitor or something that he's seeing, which is awesome. Like, he's watching. No, 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 Vince is just omniscient. Yeah, no, it's his He is the higher power. Don't drop my jacket again, pal. I like that. He said, again. As if Michael Cole always puts on Vince McMahon's jacket. <laughs> Next time you drop my jacket, I drop you. Like, yeah, fuck. that was a good line. They got to put back in. Remember, guys, Vince is bad. Right. Even though he's sympathetic right now, he's bad. So here's all right. So now we head back to the ring because now we, 
after many months of Brothers of Destruction, we've now kind of had them go separate ways. Not like begrudgingly, but it's like it's now time to take care of business again. Back to the myth card, buddy. <laughs> All right, Glenn. We'll still ride together, but uh, I ain't buying no more Waffle House. Man, I can't That's wrestle you, you. You're doing four RD commercials. I like how Tess in the uh, in the package video he wipes out Undertaker for Booker T to pin him, but Taker's like. Man, I'm not fighting a test on a fucking pay-per-view. <laughs> and Andrew Martin? Yeah. <laughs> if you want me to get in the ring with Andrew Martin? Wipes out Taker. Kane fights him. <laughs> <laughs> it's So, yeah. So, Kane against Tess is our match. It's classic singles match here. But, yeah. Tess, t- uh, he cost him the belts, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It cost them. Well, no, no. Uh, or, he was the last riding Booker T. I don't know what the context of the match was, but Booker T pins him. Because the Dudleys got the belts back, right? They have yeah. The, the Dudleys got the belts from them because I think Booker and Tess yeah. may have gotten okay. them somehow. We'll see, I think, later. Because you can't beat Kane and Undertaker. I do, I do like seeing them back to singles because yeah. it's weird. Even though, like, it's one of those things like Shield, DX, or whatever. Like, when you come together, awesome. But then when you split up, makes me want it again later on. So, mm-hmm. it works. But, um... Alright, so, what's interesting, of course, this is also the uh, same building that Kane debuted in, mm-hmm. in 97. So, JR does kind of go through an interesting little history of him and everything. I thought it was a new building. It might be a new, but same city, I oh, guess, I should okay. say. Okay. Same city, I should say. A lot of stats um, this night. Yeah. That they pull out. That's right. This is a big old slop fest. I mean, this is a big sloppy big guy match. Sloppy. That's all I have. <laughs> I <laughs> thought it was a hard fart match. Like, <laughs> 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 I actually like this match. I mean, I, I, I really, I really did. Sometimes, like the big old slabs of beef. (laughs) (laughs) These matches are hard, though. I will say it's very rare that two big guys. And I think we got. Remember how we we fell backwards into Goldberg and Scott Steiner, like in the in Mm -hmm. our first season where. They had an amazing match. Yeah, there's drama in it too, not just like yeah. this go. Because it also like they're beating the shit out of each other for real. Yeah, like that was also one thing. Whereas like when you get, get pro two big pro wrestling guys, sometimes it just looks a little rehearsed and a little staged. And but anyway, Charlie, tell why did you like it? Tell me why. I thought it had a good intensity level. Uh, I thought it made most importantly, I think it made Tess look really strong. I, he was he pulled off some great like offensive moves. I uh, loved I love his big boots. They not just you. Loved they that. every the commentators put that thing over Looks like amazing. it was lethal. Even the the one at the end where it's like he missed it and kicked Kane square in the face. Yeah. Well, that's the, why it looks so good. I mean, it's, <laughs> they got watch the kicks. Um, I I really like Kane losing. And then having to deal with Nick Patrick like he just saw Man, Starcade ninety seven. Angriest. Like, like, how could you do that? And it's like he's like, bam. Well, my favorite part of the match is as Kane after he decimates Nick Patrick, he he goes up the aisle, and I've never seen Kane do this. As he's going up the aisle, he just kind of looks out the crowd and goes, yeah. <laughs> throws his arms up in the air like he's Austin, and I'm like. That's not a character appropriate. No. <laughs> he sets that pyro off. It is my favorite. You can ever. see Nick Patrick Spoiler, just. It gets worse for Kane later. Doing out of character stuff. Oh, <laughs> are you talking about uh, the Kane and Rooney? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Jason. You're uh, prime. Go for it. The, the uh, Kane military press and test. Over the top so, rope. Oh, yeah. 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 I love that. And then Tess turning around and suplexing Kane and like holding him. Yeah. Yeah. Stalling suplex. I mean. Then there's good like story building for later on in the evening too, where they're not distracting from what's happening. Where yeah. Paul Heyman says, "I've warned RVD about Vince McMahon for years." I mean, like, I I like that 
Which is all right. So the Patrick threat is important because that kind of plays a part with Charles Robinson later. We're talking about referees, right? Once again, it just comes back to what we've been saying. They did that match too early. Yeah. They needed to save that for Survivor Series because it feels like we're building right back towards one. But our guys already won, so why do we care? Yeah. But anyway, like Patrick, not like you know, oh the massive bell shot. That fucking... I hate bell shots. Because they use the other side. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it makes a great sound. It's a thud, but I mean, it should be should be like it is in the old video games. Yeah. Like uh, Raw for the Super Nintendo. Dong. Martin, what are any, because um, uh, with, with Tess going over in this, he's still looking pretty strong. What did, what, are any, what thoughts do you have on this match? Um, yeah, I, I kind of like this. Um, it was not a classic by any stretch of the imagination, but considering it's two big, lumbering, tall guys, <laughs> it wasn't cl- clumsy. But if it was, it, it kind of worked in the context context of who was who was fighting. I I really liked it. It just felt like a like a fight. You know, it, it felt like two big guys going to war, press slamming suplexes, yeah. huge kicks to the face. It just it worked. It's, for me. It just worked in, on all in, levels. In the genre of the battle of the sidewalk slams, like this is definitely one of the better of, of those <laughs> yeah. matches. And I love how Nick Patrick's shite referee gimmick has carried on into, <laughs> from WCW into WWF. I know. It's one of the few character traits. That free stream of him getting choked. Oh, oh he, he made great yeah. facial expressions. Yeah. So yeah. good. All right, so... Um, and he goes up like a pencil. Oh, yeah. Like, just stiff. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, so let's head backstage. This is a funniest oh, bit. Dude, I, think, I, th- I honestly think Coachman almost lost it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is, again, like... Even though I know Austin's heart might not have been in this, but his comedy was. Yeah, this bit, and Deborah too, because Deborah has to like repeat what I, he says. I was waiting for her to fuck up. Yeah. This yeah. so coach comes to the door. He wants to interview Austin. Austin is behind the door, doesn't want to come out. And it's and, and so <laughs> <laughs> he did the little crap. <laughs> he has he he says everything to Deborah, to, and we all hear it. But he says it to Deborah to say back to coach. <laughs> and what's so funny is Deborah won't curse. She's right, sensitive. his butt. Yeah, it's... she's got a lisp all of a sudden. Yeah, I mean, has he been? Well, she has aged like ten years, you know. <laughs> it's a it's a great bit though. A lot like, of Luthes like, presses that she's this summer of, of Austin as a heel has been really really. I know. <laughs> hey, come here. <laughs> you tell this big man I'm going to jail for. <laughs> That's not my oh, first man. time. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> When he's getting handcuffed, it's I remember best. that's not my I ain't through with you, <laughs> I ain't through with you, oh. lawyers. Such a great role. This, I, it's been a real pleasure, despite like some of the some of the choices Austin's like he's had to make. I'm not saying he made, but he's yeah. had to make to try and get over as a heel. His his comedy continues funny. to be so damn good. It's really a shame that a podcast wasn't a thing. Because to see Steve Austin doing his show back then, mm-hmm. he would have been a house of fire, especially when he was kind of hurt and not being able to compete all the time. Yeah, because he's so damn good during this period of time. But and he's at different ends. Like wrestling tends to go, you are funny, you are funny, all the time. Yeah, Austin goes from being funny to super paranoid and creepy, where it's not funny, and then super vicious. And he, he he's, he's a got, full he's, person. He's got a good range. Yeah. And again, it's a real testament because, like his, like the classic '98 to the '98-'99 run. I'm not going to count necessarily the 2001 yet or the late 2000, but the '98-'99 off, the one that everybody is is so familiar with, it doesn't really carry any of this. Like that's what's really neat. These are cool ingredients to throw into the pot that really, it really makes them complete. 
Like a re- that's why like he deserves to be like if you made a list, he he probably is the best of all time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just that, that for me. I I know I I'd put him up there. I mean, it's just I'm gonna I'd mark out for the guy. I mean, there there are plenty of arguments for the contrary. I know, um, but it's just an amazing testament to him. So all right, Stacy asks Matt where the Dudleys are. God. Then gives him a little peek and why that's important because we have a lingerie match that's uh, coming up next where. Stacy and Tori Wilson will compete. I, what do you guys think of Matt Hardy selling this? Let me talk about his absolute lack of comedic timing or personality. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's my lingerie. Like, it's good. Like, when she walked away, I had like three or four thoughts of Choices. what I would have yeah. done yep. in his situation. And he just stands there. Like, now, lean up against the wall and miss the wall completely. Like, do something. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Instead, like, they just throw, hey, Lita. Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. What are you yeah. looking at? <laughs> they are so boring. He, could, he had that water bottle. I would have been like, whoa. You know, just something can meet. Like, whoa, I need to calm it down or something with the yeah. water. Cold chat. I have a drinking thing. problem, you know? Oh, no. Plant seeds for later. <laughs> okay, boy, no. <laughs> so that is, let's, so let's dive into it here. The, this thing gets a video package. With Sonny's music. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know you want me. What the fuck? <laughs> so the the Tory face turn seems basically complete at this point. Is because she a face? Well, and I, I'd say for all intents and purposes, only because last month it was really ambiguous. We didn't know what was going on with Tajiri, but mm, this feud, but this feud, I think, really cements it. That, and I think it's it, it works because I think they definitely saw you. You're, we're gonna be able to get a lot. We could do a lot with her character. Like she seems to have like a, a decent spectrum. <laughs> Okay. No, I'm just yeah. okay. <laughs> some of these quotes, like Jim Ross. This one should be most unique. <laughs> oh, so well, the other key thing, we this is the debut of the Duchess of Dudleyville mm-hmm. for Stacy, which is awesome. I thought that was That's so a great cool. name. And mm-hmm. my God, yeah. So yeah, I I do love I because I called you right before I started this match, and you're like, oh, wait until you see when they do this, this, and like. What? Yeah, and sure enough, they delivered. Yeah. The, the video package, when it builds up, you know, it's like, this is why this person would go. So, Tori Wilson was powerbombed through a table. And it looked good. Yeah, it did, right? Two weeks ago. Her revenge for Stacey is she comes out and pulls her pants down. Ooh. I mean... I never thought of that. A little unbalanced there. <laughs> I'll try that th- next time someone yeah. pisses me off. You know what? Yeah. When I, when I saw this, I was like, the first thing I thought was, oh, it's the battle of uh, Alex Rodriguez's ex-girlfriend and George Clooney's ex-girlfriend. Oh. That's how big they got. Like, yeah. that's what blows my mind still. Is like, these two women, like, they got arguably bigger than any, like, diva or r- women's wrestler at the time. True. Unbelievable. Anyway, all right, so... The um, I do the commentary where they joke like the commentary is actually really funny in this. Jack Dunn um, won the referee lottery. Yep. Mm-hmm. It, they yeah. talk about well, it's gonna be Sam Munchnick or uh, or Harley Race or any of that. <laughs> yeah. I love how he just I'm just gonna shit on it and then pretend to be horny for the rest. I love of he's like she, looks like Tori's wearing Sooner Red. <laughs> that was Undertaker, but that's all right. That's all right. Wow. So you get the idea. Wow. <laughs> um, what is with this lighting above? Okay. Oh, I thought it was a big bed sheet. Was yeah. that what it's? Are, is that supposed to be the illusion that they're, the ring it's is a cinematic movie? Okay, yeah, that's, that, <laughs> that's kind of what it looked like. I would. I mean, that's a lot of investment in this match. For, I'll, I'll we're say, doing some well, shit. I don't sell this match short, William. I think he <laughs> <laughs> used my full name. You know, it's Big Ben. I think this is damn near the best match on the card. How so, many yeah. match, How many okay. pages of notes do you have on so, this? And why do they look I, like they wrote with your left hand? Okay. <laughs> so let's start. 
Charlie did call me this morning when he was about to pop this and I was like, this is surprisingly good and I want to go around. So, Martin, let's start with you. Tell me how what you think about this match. I will, I will start with a quote. <laughs> Semantic satiation is a psychological phenomenon in which repetition causes a word or phrase to lose meaning. I never want to hear the word lingerie again. <laughs> oh, oh, lingerie. <laughs> they do say it a lot. Yeah. Because I didn't know what a lingerie match was. It's just a match with them in lingerie. Yeah. You know, it's like if we had a yeah. swimming trunks match. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that? Is that a small package? <laughs> the move? That's that no way to talk about Jack Bill. I do like Jack Doan in this match because he's usually a referee that doesn't really show any personality whatsoever in his matches. However, in this one, you could clearly see him smirking. When they roll over him, it's really funny. But anyway, um, Martin, what what, smelled good? What other thoughts you got on it, man? Did you? Because I I honestly think this is a very enjoyable match, like, and not for the obvious reasons. It's okay, but this is a this is the kind of thing that I hate about the the attitude era, or you know, post modern attitude era. Oh, embrace it. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I can't. There's just something about this that feels too seedy for me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> goes, Jason, Jason, talk about it. There was too much spanking. What? I, I, I've never heard of it. Wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me defend myself, please. This is supposed spanking. to be like their two best former best friends that are fighting. This yes. can't be the first time they spanked each other, right? Ow. They've done it when they were pals. Remember, they were slow. This, oh, we're gonna have our brown panties match and like filling each other up and cooch grabbing and whatnot. What pay per view was that? It was a different one, <laughs> um, but. This this is supposed to be like kind of a you know a grudge match for them, and then they're just both kind of like slapping each other on the ass and laughing. That's the one thing that that took the the psychology part out. Now Tori Wilson in red lingerie, and then after seeing Keebler in that nice little black thing, I know why Clooney was crying in the Descendants now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, Go for it, Charlie. I mean, the crowd reactions were. Awesome. Like, like, I, Did you see Red Hat Guy? What? Which guy is that? The guy in the red hat with the grey shirt whose mouth was like on the floor, his jaw on the floor for the entire thing. No, I didn't. I told Will about this one guy I saw where everyone was sitting down, and there's a guy in the front row, and this is right when the bell rings, he's the only one standing, and he's kind of leaning on the barricade like this, and he pulls up the camera with one hand. He's holding a, an old camera with one hand and snaps a picture and sits down. <laughs> this match is, and the reason I say it's surprisingly good is they actually try to go out and legit wrestle. They're right? better than this, yeah. and I think that that's a big reason about it. Like, they weren't just, like, sexy, beautiful women of the time and how they still are. Uh, I actually think they were really talented. When they did this match, like, probably, like, three years ago when it's, like, Sable and, and that type of air... It's really just rolling around. Like, it's... No, yeah, Sable doesn't, have, doesn't have either of There's account. not... There is not... There's not... There, well, there's a Sable bomb and a, a, a TKO, and then that's probably it. Keebler knows how to When they go that through that, that pin chain that mm, they oh go yeah. through, it's really yeah. good. And, and I mean, and the match suits it, but... I mean... Stacey Keebler uh, has one of the best boot chokes in the business. Right there. Bam! Called it. I'm just putting it on the table. I'm going to let that sit there. Her, uh, her right, I'll take it back. pleasing well, Kevin Nash style well, joke with the camera. Well, on see, <laughs> I think it's great though that, like, I don't know, whoever told her, like, you need to do that because you have long legs and it'll look cool. Because you know what? There's nobody, and I don't even know if anyone now, maybe Charlotte, who could do it. Well, it's a two pronged effect, I think, because it's, uh, A, it's, it's just like, oh, of course she would do that. But at the same time, that's really impressive. That, it she, is. that she's pulling that off. And, uh, 
Doesn't Tori win with a victory roll? Well, she does the Tajiri <laughs> springboard. Dude, the Tajiri yeah. springboard. Which, and it doesn't look half bad. No, it's it's, it's not perfect. It's not Tajiri. It's definitely not, you know, Mickey James's uh botch at twenty two with, with oh. Trish. Mm-hmm. But it's still very, oh. very good. Oh yeah. And and granted she has to kind of get a weird roll up to win, but and then mm-hmm. yeah. this man, <laughs> That's what I was the good thing about. is this thing never went on too long. It didn't and it didn't just go right to the it didn't it didn't stay in the mud. Yeah, I'll say. Right. It didn't stay in the mud. It tried to elevate itself, and it did, I think, to an extent. I do, too. I think they know how to get the good reactions that they need to get from the crowd. Right. I think a match like this, modern with the modern, would get booed. I think Probably, it would be, it would yes. Be, but it would be a good heel leader try to do, you're going to do this match, and then like the women buck up to them and... Is that a belly to belly? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Pardon me while I whip this up. Well, so backstage. Five out of five. <laughs> <laughs> this will definitely be on the end of Kibachi your list. Kibachi versus Misawa. Watch it right, Match. I usually hate these things. I now, do too. But for some reason, I really yeah. like this one. Yeah. yeah. I think we and again, not for the Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> not for, okay. Backstage, Sugar Ray Cole is with Kurt Angle. They talk mm. about Vince's return. Vince comes in and... Uh, How you doing, pal? That's what he said. <laughs> it's Van Damme true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kurt, dude, two this months ago, or last month, anytime Kurt was on the screen, that crowd Pop. roars. This one, it's like, there's a guy going, yeah, Well, you know why? Because he's fighting Rob Van Dam. It's yeah. this. This is what I was talking about earlier. And, and again, we'll, I think we'll get really fully into it. But it goes to show you. It's like, why did you like? Well, take the belt away from him. Yeah. Why would you do that? Because now, like, it feels like he is. I mean, once about third wheel. I mean, mm-hmm. distant third wheel. I mean, like he is not even. He's not even a, a player in the video package. Not on. really. No, he's not. But the match so. isn't really about him. Mm-hmm. Like that's the other problem. Yeah, that's the other thing. exactly. Not about him. And the other, so this is also teasing that what's going on with Vince and Rob Van Dam? Like that's another whole little weird subplot of this is is Rob Van Dam joint going over to the to the WWF, which would have been great. Mm-hmm. Wish they would have done that, but anyway, we'll get to that. So um, now let's uh, we have Lillian or <laughs> the <or>. unemployed. <laughs> it's no, no, it's Vivian. Vivian, it's Vivian. Vivian with uh, Christian. He compares. Was it? He compares. This is a mess. The Mark McGuire. Oh, <laughs> yeah, to Bonds and McGuire. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> one of those timely sports references of the early two thousand. And he's like, and there's always somebody new to come up, and now that's me. Uh, it, yeah, it's. I saw what he was saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Christian. He gives a. He gives his own two thousand one version of "I wish you would have died in the womb." <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Make fun of us for going to the hospital, will you? So um. This video package, a key thing that we get out of this, Christian has officially joined the Alliance. Yep. Which is really cool. Oh, okay. Just, well, it's good It's it's <laughs> good, good for to him, see that people but... are going that way because it just feels like it's, it's the getting... Columbos, the O'Hares, the, the It's Chavos, getting more diluted with WWF. Yeah. Well, they're... Yeah. Because all the other guys are gone. Like, they're not here. Like, where are they? They were in the video package. They were helping. That that WWF travel schedule is brutal. (laughs) (laughs) You hear about it all the time. We travel 300 days a year. We hardly see our family. I know. (laughs) We we do it for the fans. We do it for the fans. Don't try this at home. So, um... This is what you wanted. Uh... 
What did you guys think when he heard, all right, so they're going to oh, have a ladder like, match. Yeah. One-on-one ladder match for the Intercontinental title, yeah. Edge and Christian. Yeah. <laughs> the masters of the ladder match. Yes. And then it hits me. They were always the weakest links in the triple threat ladder matches. Yeah. But they always won them. But they always won them. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. They, no, no, no. They, they, they pretty much always won. They yeah. yeah, they won all the TLC. But they, they, they did the weaker stunts. Not to put their work down, but the reason those, those matches are so memorable is because of what everyone else did. They did the weaker stunts. Christian did from the top of the ladder to the floor. And then does it again. I'm I like, know. one is enough, motherfucker. Hey, got you hot about it. Well, I'm, I thought I was obviously <laughs> Christian. That was him. All right, so let's start. Once his entrance is amazing. <laughs> I noticed the, all I noticed, of it. The pyro. I noticed a quote on the on the video. It said, "At last, the world is mine." Yeah. I think he's overshooting a little. Yeah. Maybe European. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I see. Champions. That's about your ceiling, you still, pal. You still work for somebody. <laughs> All right, so first thing I want to throw out to you guys, and this I find this weird because now now they don't do this in ladder matches. The bell was not hung pre-match. I like this. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. And I didn't, because I, I kept thinking, I was like, oh, this is going to take some time. No, man, they get it up like it's nothing. How they do they really, know how high? Like, that's what I was trying to figure out. Like, well, maybe that. That's a good question. I don't know. They got that camera um, on top that they can get. The Wiley Coyote, J- Jerry Lawler camera. Yeah. yeah. Edge's ovation, pretty solid. Mm-hmm. He is really yeah. like, he's getting a mega, mega ovation with this. So let's go around and, um, oh, of course, learn how to fall uh, crap. Yeah, yeah, twice. Oh, God, yeah. We, oh, we got another one, too. Yeah. Christian's straddle bump that he takes on the ladder. Oh, my God. This one? Yeah. That's the one, I mean, like, I'm not like the JR, how do you learn to do that? Because the answer is the performance center. But um, that move, like, how can you take that without seriously damaging yourself? Long, Like, not just immediately, but long term. Yeah. Imagine you land on your butt. It still hurt, man. I've broken my tailbone. Yeah. Well, also, I mean, another way you could look at it is, well, how tall is he? And would he hit his feet before he could hit uh, the ladder? I, there's definitely a sound. Oh sure, hits, and I, I don't think it's that. Yeah, it's Jillian sperm screaming. And or you protect the hell out of yourself, and we just don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. You, I mean, there are ways to cup it and everything, but still, I mean, um, all right, let's go around. Uh, Jason, hit us off. What do you like? What do you think of this? Because this match didn't talked about a whole lot in the grand scheme of things for both these guys' careers and building off last month. What do you think? It is weird to see these two at odds in a ladder match because they. Like you were saying, they're generally the weakest link, but they're normally the ones that are setting up the weird ladder shit mm-hmm. that other people take. Which they do in this. Yeah. On each other, very nicely. Yeah. The, 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 a lot of the spots, there's a lot of straddles. Like, to the ladder, to the ropes. It's really, really big thing, but it's also playing off the, the nut shot from last month. So, I mean, it's not something that's necessarily overdone just to do it. Mm-hmm. It's building up on something. Um, I mean, it was good. I won't jump to the ending just yet so we can wrap that together. But, I mean, I liked it. it. This was like definitely, this is the end of something. This is the end of the feud. It felt like, it definitely felt like, because now I'm like, well, what do you do after this? So that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Charlie, what do you think? Um, I, I, it's okay. Because <laughs> like, I, I had the same thought. Why don't I remember this match? Why come nobody ever talks about this match? Because it's not very good. It's Because it, it's basically spot fest. You know, it's like, when people uh, talk about the Sean Razor 10 match, you know, there's only like two or three big spots in that match, and then that's it. Because the rest of the time, they're wrestling. And they're actually, like, doing shit with the ladder that would kind of make sense in terms of, like, let's just hurt each other. I'm going to hurt that guy 
with the ladder. Use it as a weapon. But with this, it's just, okay, you do your move off the ladder. Let's go back up. Now you, I'll do my move. It just felt like chapter stops with what's, almost no detail in between. What's difficult with a, lad, a type of gimmick match like this, like a ladder or even a cell match, like when you... And I, I think um, I think I've heard Brett talk about this too when he's talking about you know going over matches, which is hilarious. But you know, like when you do a big move early, you're like, well, what are what are you going to do to top that next to get us to pop more? Like you can't. It's only worked once, Hell in a Cell with Mankind. Yeah, that's the only time it ever worked. Well, th- because they had that accident, the the Whoops. accidental, yeah. and then they broke out the thumbtacks. Yeah. It's like, Jesus, Jesus, just end. Um, <laughs> So, Martin, go ahead and like, give your kind of review of the match, like, top to bottom. What would you think of it? I, I like this. It's just in the context of the other ladder matches we've had. We've been spoilt for choice, and I still prefer Jeff RVD. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This one has more ladder craziness, like the propping the ladder up on chairs, barricades, the, the end of the match. Mm. So there's more crazy ladder shit, but... I, I, I agree with Jason on some stuff and Charlie on some stuff. It feels a bit inconsequential. It's it's a great end to the feud, but the actual match itself just feels like a, a series of unfortunate events. <laughs> Adam I think, Copeland's I think that's the whole pay-per-view. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the finish, because this is a pretty it's brutal... Nasty. This is a brutal... It's, it's almost heelish, Yeah, I think. Uh well, I guess we can call it a concerto or the one chair concerto, one whatever concerto. you want to call it. Like that um, sound. Yeah, I mean it's it's one of those like you you really it's a trust and then mm-hmm. B just knowing how to swing that thing perfectly to where he crunches Christian's head on top of the ladder, one chair to another, and is able to get and I thought and the way he, he falls was hurt. off yeah, the, the ladder. Yeah. I was like, is he is he gonna fall? Like, because he's just kind of dangling, getting worse. <laughs> Why is the ref asking Edge if he gives up? Oh, what? Really? Yeah. yeah, there's a couple times. It's not like, are you okay? It's, do you give up? Is this around you... the time JR goes, well, if they both can't wrestle, I guess that's the only way that the ladder match could stop? There's throughout. A... It's not just once. It's like a couple times throughout. I must have missed that, but yeah. That's weird. That finish, I, I think, is really good mm-hmm. because that's it's a brutal finish. finish. And it's a it really fits this type of Well, they made it personal like with that video package with Christian like faking his mother's... In yeah. the hospital, which that's that's evil. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, I guess just because of that, that ending is deserved. Yeah, yeah. it's really really solid there. Um, I want to compare it to another one from this year. How do you compare it to Benoit uh, Jericho from Royal Rumble? Because that one is a little more down to like the wrestling and brutality a little bit. Less I than, don't compare it. It's not <laughs> that close. match is incredible. Oh yeah, totally. I I think the ending is better in this one. Yeah, but, but that's it. Because I, I kind of get, uh, I don't necessarily like ladder match have to end with some guy just falling to their death off the ladder, basically. Right. You know what I mean? The No Mercy like, fall. Yeah, yeah. Like, or, well, oh, well, I mean, the, like, it, we're on No Mercy. One guy, one guy's up on the ladder and the other guy just pushes it and he falls out of the ring and that's the finish. Like, yeah. it, it feels like that's been done a lot to where it's like, oh, like after all these spots you did, mm-hmm. to end with that is a little discouraging. That's why, like, I, I, I I think this ending, like, it really salvages, like, for the most part, is kind of a a match that's, I guess, out of order. Like, there's so many things that are done early that should be done later because it's, when you do it, that head It has stuff, a weird narrative flow. Yeah, it yeah. does. Um, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Um, all right, so let's cut to WWE New York. Spike Deadly versus Tequila? Yes. Yeah. He looks legit. Yeah. 
He's, yeah. Oh, he's gone. Man. I love the look. He's, he's like Pluto, man. <laughs> he sits there for a moment. Jim Ross says something. He goes, oh, I'm fine. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, I like how they say that he's at the bar. He's the only one allowed at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else is like, yeah, is that where they serve the alcohol? I drink alone. No, he he's the only one who can drink alone. Nobody else around him. Get away. This is the only guy I've seen at WWF New York who wasn't allowed to come to the pay-per-view who seems like he's the real winner. Yeah. And that girl shows up. <laughs> Holy it's like, oh, shit. That's not such a bad and deal. And she's never seen again. Like, you would think just He killed her. There's a, <laughs> he gave her the Fright Night treatment. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a fan that's, like, right in the front, like, watching her just going like this. <laughs> He's just nodding his head. With, yeah, with his teeth showing. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. We're gonna find her body in the East River tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's prime. Look at that forehead. <laughs> She's half clean up. <laughs> so up next, we got another title match. We got the WWF tag titles online. The Dudleys are defending against Big Show and Tajiri. So, did you notice the what chance at WWF New York? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah they, were they were chanting what. Like, but what, it, what, what? Yeah, oh my it god. The annoying, it wasn't the same annoying, it was different. Yeah, has this, this has already happened? This is the Prometheus of what chance? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Smartest scientists in the galaxy. <laughs> we'll just take our helmets off. Fucking idiots. Side note to Prometheus. Have you ever seen the Red Letter Media review of Prometheus? No, no. Red Letter Media? Four mm. minutes of Mike going to jail just asking him questions. It's like, how did a guy with the map get lost in a cave? What <laughs> 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 about dinosaurs? <laughs> what a disappointment. <laughs> so, <laughs> the abortion scene's pretty good. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> That'll go over well in the red states. So yeah! Siri! Like, <laughs> <laughs> People are rising, banned in Tennessee. <laughs> At CM underscore stabs. <laughs> That's where you can find my ass. Yeah. <laughs> you can find me in the parking lot. <laughs> Mr. Larson. Oh, oh Jesus. All right. So <laughs> hey, shooter. Deep cuts with Charlie's dad. Wild so, tangents, whatever that guy said. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, what was it? Bizarre Biz- hangups. Hang bizarre hangups. Hang hang Whoa, yeah. we're bringing it back. Yep, sorry, I love Happy Gilmore. Fuck so, you. Um, <clears throat> so now we've kind of got. It feels like the Tajiri Tori thing has replaced Spike and Molly because now it's another one of these weird like Romeo, as you call it, the Romeo and Juliet romance. WWF has a history of liking to show that even the losers. Can can get like the super hot yeah. blonde yeah. yeah which by the way Tajiri as you rightfully tweeted we once again get a that's another what I did. that's what she's attracted to it's so brand. weird like we get why like it's like we have to get over the fact that he's really smart or something, I don't get it either or, because or what? it's not he's like he doesn't have it right yeah it's almost like they're saying he's smart for a foreigner yes, yes that's ouch it. that's it yeah that's thank effective you. thank you for saying that foreigner. <laughs> See, from a yes. foreigner's perspective, that yes. probably is how it comes off. Yeah, yeah. that's why I was. Yeah, gonna, sure. But also, it's the the. It's not like he's a he's a doctor. Like, I'm not saying he's got a medical degree, which means he would turn in and dissect you. Like, he knows where to what muscles and stuff to go at. It doesn't enhance his entering capability. No. Well, what did whatsoever. Paul Heyman say? He's like, is that the dollar or the yen? Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like, do we need to enhance his personality? Is this going to help enhance his personality? Mm. No, it's not. Like, he's already charismatic enough. We've seen that with yeah. what he does. This one's interesting because it feels like it doesn't pick up until the hot tag. Yeah. It feels like that's when I really got engaged with this match. Which one? Well, the one where Big Show comes in. Okay. And he does his Razor Ramon. Like, Dude, I noticed yeah. that too. Oh, 
Oh yeah, I'm Big Show. You know, <laughs> once again, he gets a lot of shit, but I love that his I love his fire. Mm-hmm. Like in these last couple of shows, yeah. like he's he, he fires up real good. He's a ring general. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. I mean, we we make fun of him a lot, but I mean, he knows what he's, he's doing. He's a fucking ring army. Like, no, oh, yeah. <laughs> he's the ring. If you ever uh, Botchamania covered it really well. Any match he had with Ryback, you can constantly hear Big Show directing him. In that yeah. Ring. Like slow down. Yeah, like, slow down. Yeah. Take your time. God damn it! They're not gonna pay you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I didn't like that Heyman even though Tajiri is a former ECW guy Heyman's building him up you're in the alliance commentator oh, I you see. shouldn't build anybody that's WWF I, and you know what I almost feel like that's that's Paul Heyman like the guy like he's so fucking good he they yeah. they need to they need to do more with him so even though I'm not supposed to I'm going to build him because he I in the end, I'm sure he always will have a soft spot for those guys. Mm-hmm. Even though yeah. things happen as they did money wise, like he loves those guys. Like mm-hmm. I mean, they they helped make him, and in many ways, he helped make them in a lot of ways, just with what he did and Agreed. everything. Um, the the Jimmy Cordero is a green slot is awesome. <laughs> I, I could see it coming like right before. I was like, oh no! <laughs> I almost want to go fuck. Yeah. <laughs> or he becomes the Joker by the end of it, or like. <laughs> <laughs> It, when you see the mist, there's none on his face. It's all on his shirt. Oh, he pulls it up and his Omar, stomach hangs Omar out. Comes crashing. <laughs> I'll leave that one off here. Anyway, so he pulls his shirt up to like wipe it out of his eyes and his gut's just like, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to Baron Corbin. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Junior Corderas came out the play. Junior Cordero. <laughs> it was Quato. <laughs> oh, Open your mind. So, um, tiny attorney. The whole match, like even with Big Show's hot tag, we're building just simply towards Rhino getting in there and goring, which it, it looks was an awkward gore. Yeah, yeah right, it didn't look like it Big Show like wanted to do it. Yeah, because he hits him with his right shoulder, and he kind of like, like kind of goes off to the side. It feels just. It's like when you would spear in revenge with Goldberg, but you'd kind of miss a little. Yeah, and just it, it wouldn't be a full contact. What's neat though is after he gets taken out of the match, like Tajiri, it almost I almost feel like he's gonna pull it off because mm-hmm. his kicks just oh, electrify. He's beating the point. shit out of them. Yeah, I'm constantly looks, looking for his naps. Yeah, and I don't see it. He's so good. He's like, actually kicking deep on it. <laughs> We're like the Rock. You really you can see it pretty. Uh, he, even though he does a great job, he does a good job. Mm-hmm. Tajiri's are almost invisible, practically. Anyway, all right. So um, we end up though I. It's. I still always mark out for how the like the crowd sees a 3D coming. 3D, 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 3D. I don't know they how they do it. Shit. They yell it once when it's not coming. Tajiri gets the double springboard. They go 3D, and Tajiri just goes. No, nope. that's way cooler. <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing about their finish as a tag team. It's awesome. so cool. And the way it's done in this match is really good. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Martin, would all right, hit me up with this man. What'd you think of this uh, this tag title match? Because it's fairly significant. Because it is a title match. But what'd you think? Um, even though it was a title match, Big Show and Tajiri as a team don't really buy it. They, you know, they are just they are just two guys thrown together. Mm-hmm. I like them, but I never for a second thought they'd fork out with the with the belts um, because I, I've never actually seen this show. A lot of the stuff that I'm watching for this is all new to me. I was I was out of wrestling at this point. Well, you're um, welcome. <laughs> or we're sorry. Or. <laughs> No, it's, it's it's fun. I mean, looking back with fifteen years of hindsight, so these shows can be can be hella entertaining on their own merit. This match, however, yeah, kind of wasn't. I like show. I like this period of big show, especially. Um, like Tajiri, like the Dudleys, but just something about it didn't click. 
Yeah, it the tag team thing never seemed like they they've had a real good grip since the two man power trip and the, yeah. the the brothers of destruction stuff. Even though that match wasn't that good, but at least they had an idea like of what right. they they. But once Triple H got injured and taken out, the Benoit Jericho they didn't they didn't let that really uh, survive. Well, probably because a lot of it had to do with Benoit's injury. Yeah. But then Brothers Brothers of Destruction again with DDP and then Canyon. Like it's just unfortunately the WCW tag title and the WWF tag title seem interchangeable yep. at this point. Like yeah. there's nothing. And more WWF special. guys are both champions, right? Yeah. <laughs> and there's no like none of the WCW guys or ECW guys are really vying for these titles anymore. Right. This is another Big Show plus insert small guy right. team. Right. But I will yeah. say Big Show and Spike Dudley for some reason I liked. It's yeah. it's I the like sympathy that. that he gets. Like he gets, uh, he can get a lot more sympathy than Tajiri just because it's, it's like he the, doesn't have the repertoire. It's it's like the chemistry that Batista used to have with uh, Rey Mysterio. Yeah, it's like yeah, there's something about it that makes sense. Yeah, you know, like, oh, it's my little and buddy. That's just, and that flat out, I mean, you can't even explain. It. That's just chemistry. Yeah, it's just that's a what chemistry thing that mm-hmm. just um, happens there with it. So um, after this one, we cut back now to the. The uh, the alliance celebration hour here is we first get oh, yeah. we first get Rhino and Regal where Rhino just goes into a rage like I'm taking it all I'm doing it all on my own yeah one man respect really I won't even be part of the five man team next yeah, month so see ya. <laughs> <laughs> we get a almost like a hidden don't try this at home it's like what is this yeah what uh oh oh yeah oh, there's the music oh, okay. oh god. I killed my wife. <laughs> <laughs> broken my bone. I tore my muscle. Owen oh, broke my damn neck. He never apologized. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> I committed. I committed murder. <laughs> Superfly. Oh. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Vince McMahon showed up with a briefcase full of money. <laughs> I love that story. <laughs> Oh man! All right, so what a business. The other half of the celebration was Booker and Tess celebrating what happened uh, with Tess beating Kane and everything. Shane is uh, Shane chimes in, which by this point now just seems like Booker's no longer in that WWE title match. We really don't need the Shane stuff, but we get it anyway. Chimes in to hype Booker versus Taker. One dead sucker walking. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and he uh, he references Aretha Franklin. Yep, that's right. E S P E T. When people do that, I feel like they're like, "Oh God, did I miss? It? Am I going to misspell it?" Like, yeah. there's that slight hesitancy. Is it February or February? <laughs> what Barry. is this rue? Ambulance <laughs> and the ambulance. Ambulance. It just doesn't feel like to me. The test should be here. No. Like, test like totally <laughs> doesn't seem like he should be in this room. <laughs> yeah, I. It 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 definitely feels like where we were pre-invasion and then just post that pay per view to mm-hmm. where we're at now. It's like this just feels like a loose confederation of. Of people like this is really an alliance. The loose confederation <laughs> of folks. <laughs> yeah, this that's is a new T-shirt. This is invasion, like part four. Yeah, yeah. It feels like in the, hey, that's one thing I noticed in hindsight. It seems like invasion was more than just one pay per view. It was everything up to Survivor Series. Right. It felt like a Led Zeppelin catalog. Like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Before was before Houses of the Holy. Yeah. <clears throat> so now let's head into a Booker T versus the Undertaker. Interesting. I was interested. Uh, this intrigued me uh, looking at it on paper because first of all, it is two, as they say, two. Houstonians. Yeah. We have two. <laughs> there was a guy in the crowd who, as they were wrestling outside, screamed out, "Yeah, Houston!" <laughs> I for a minute this I forgot they were not in Houston because yeah. as much as this that is that like, guy was from Houston. <laughs> yeah, I mean these like Jim Ross saying Houston every other two minutes. Oh, God, dude, this match. Oh, I just want to talk about this. So, first of all, 
this is the first time I've ever noticed Taker's music starting without the gong. Yeah. yeah. It's like they kept... Fuck they, that. I felt like they kept shortening it throughout this summer. <laughs> no, it's just... Bang, keep rolling. pay less to this game. And the thing is, th- what's so dumb about that is, at this point, it's no offense to Taker, his entrance was way over, more over than he was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That entrance it was, was great. So but this is the biggest pop he's had in a few months because yeah. the bike is back. Yes, that's true. Yeah, the, I wrote that the pops are, are, to not be cliche, they're nuclear. They're nuclear for Taker. Mm-hmm. So we talk about how Taker is very audible in this character. Yeah. So every time he covers Booker T and Booker T kicks out, you can audibly hear Undertaker scream, Shit! Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> shit! Is this the first time that Jim Ross calls him Boogerette? Yes, I wrote that. It yeah. is the debut on the podcast and the pay-per-view realm of Boogerette. Thank you. Yes. Oh, boy. Yep. Well, that's fantastic. That's great. <laughs> oh, we're in a new era. <laughs> we're waiting for this. Here comes Snarky Stabile with yeah. the shotgun. Yes. Okay. I made it. Yeah. Houston. Martin, what were you saying there? I was going to say, we've got Booger Red versus Booker Black. <laughs> Always battle oh, black. Oh, yes. <laughs> Boom. Passenger 50. I feel like the main event of a Saturday night's main or Saturday Saturday's main event. Saturday night's main event. Right Shotgun right Saturday night. There you go. You'll get it out. Uh, Undertaker's weight fluctuates through this match. I think it's funny like through the commentary. Like the donut hits him at the wrong moment. Yeah, it's <laughs> I think he means in terms of Jim Ross goes. Well, Booker, he or not Booker. He said Undertaker's advertised at three oh five. I think yeah. he's. Um, I think he's more like two ninety five, which makes him quicker, more agile, and a lot more dangerous. Then five minutes later, Paul Heyman, Undertaker, well over 300 pounds. <laughs> That's how he downplays Undertaker? Yeah. That's yeah. great. It's, but it's, Look at this fat fuck. <laughs> the Undertaker. <laughs> but I think also, with Taker saying shit after every pen, he's getting he's getting ready to turn mm-hmm. heel. And I think like they're starting to kind of... And it's just my interpretation because he says shit. Well, <laughs> oh man, he's going but bad. You, but he's you notice, you notice how he's like getting gotten a little more, more and more confrontation with the refs mm-hmm, like, yeah. as it's going on, which is a heel thing. But even though it's the attitude error, which any face could do too, and it'd be all right. Yeah. It feels like they were kind of setting him up for it, but not. They weren't going over the top with it. It's a, uh, it's kind of a slow match, like in a lot it's of ways. It's not as good as it, it should be. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and by the end of it, my thought was, did they run out of time? Uh, it's uh, just WrestleMania 17 finish. Yeah, just don't do the 10 count punch. Oh nope. God, it's don't pose. Oh, he posed. No, Martin. I know you're a P- Martin. You're a big Taker fan. What'd you think of this one? Yeah, I'm a huge Taker fan and a huge Booker fan, so I was expecting big things of this. Me too. Um, yeah, there was just there was nothing to it. It was just a match for a match's sake. Mm-hmm. Booker done. Yeah, there was no plot thread running through the match nope. beyond the bell, uh, the ring bell. Taker worked on Booker's arm for a little bit, and then there was a weird yeah. there's a weird comment that JR made about the fact that Booker T's right-handed, and I'm like, well, wouldn't he want to work on that arm? But then JR goes, yeah. but if he works on his left arm, the weaker arm, then that that arm's weaker already. So I love when JR discovers a mistake that he made. Well, <laughs> and then there'll be an alternating three-man sack race on Sundays to deliver a clear winner. Jason, what do you think yeah. of this one? Um, I'm with Martin. I think it would have been great if mm. you know during the the Rock. Booker T feud, there was Booker being The Rock, which was kind of a carryover from WCW a little bit. Yeah. But I just think we could have got Booker Taker and would have been kind of fun for a little bit, like taunting him. You know, like DDP goes after his wife, gets creamed. 
So I'm just going to shit on the name Undertaker. W- would have been fun. Sure, yeah. I mean, something better than a one-off. And then you don't see these two again, right? Go at it until King Booker. Yeah, mm. it's really weird. Like this, uh, this. Feel- no, um, I think in 2004, when Taker comes back, you know, it was yeah, like, you're right. You're right. Zombie Taker. His first feud is with Booker. I think That's it's right. like the Judgment Day after. After uh. that, they have a match. And all I remember this because I remember reading at the time there there was talk of Booker getting repackaged as like Voodoo Priest Man, you know, like as a new Papa Shango. Oh, Voodoo Priest. I like is no, that one that. Of, is that one of your like generic toys Dude, that you want to buy, Mark? Yeah. That, that's a name generator. If I'm Voodoo, Voodoo Priest. 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 Yeah, Voodoo Priest. Man. Is he Would it be great if, if AKA Uncle Shango? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> oh man, he, he taught Papa everything. It's <laughs> <laughs> the Shango family. Like, Run, like, like Booker T. He, he that's a network show. Fuck WWE. <laughs> <laughs> he knocks Taker down, starts to do the spinneroonie, and Taker just yeah, fuck it. He just, I'm not gonna be in the ring. He rolls shit. out of the ring for the spinneroonie, and so then we get the axe kick like a minute and a half later. <laughs> it just totally killed the momentum. And then Taker. I was like, I was about to write it. It's like, Taker does a rope break, and then they go, "That's something you don't see. It's a testament yeah. to Booker and that axe kick." Yeah, testament to Booker. Okay, let's talk about that. So Booker T is a five-time world champion. When I think you're a world champion, then that means that you know everything there is to know about the ring. Why do these idiots always hook the inside leg when the guy is clearly eight feet tall <laughs> and, and right next to the ropes? I can see the spot coming. I'm like, is Taker really gonna put his foot on the rope? <laughs> You pussy. It could only, it could <laughs> only be better if he just reached up and grabbed right. it. Like, see that? Remember when Bobby Heenan used to say that shit? That was great. He goes, only a coward would take the ropes. He goes, a real man fights out of it. <laughs> Unless you were a heel. So, Charlie, yeah. you've hit on pretty much... I, do you have any other thoughts on this one? <laughs> <laughs> any more ranting? Um, uh, no. No, it's... It's it's okay. It's just this whole era of Undertaker. It, it's a bummer because where are they going? Yeah, I don't know where they're yeah. going. Like this they, should have been a great match. Does this feel like they're going to be headed towards a world title? No, it doesn't feel like Undertaker is by any stretch. Even the the weird WCW title that hangs around. So I like yeah. Booker's facial expression during the last ride and after. Only person I've ever seen knocked out that looks like a fish. He's a his eyes are open, his mouth's wide open. Just one The two, only per like it's so weird between the four guys, between the two brothers and Test and Booker, Test is the only one who feels like he's going somewhere. Yeah. I feel like by the end of this night, he could be if I'm looking he could challenge for the WCW title based mm-hmm. on what happens. I feel like possibly yeah. he could, but that would have been we'll get there when I Yep. Yep, totally. So alright, let's move on. Let's head I think it's kinda cool how they do this here. He's not fully healed, but you can tell there's a definite shift from where he was last month. And it's really good. I think it's a great shift for Jericho. He's needed this. I think he's been in what face for about over a year now at this point. Is that mm-hmm. right? Just about. I don't see it that way. Not just yet. Like Jericho's promo right, right here back. is more of a I'm focused on this is my shot at the big one. So he doesn't come across as chippy or heelish to coach. In the video package, The Rock comes off more right. heelish than Chris Jericho does. They give Chris Jericho. Shut that damn door. Oh, no. He didn't say open it all the God way. Dang it. God. The horse is out of the barn. <laughs> all right, anyway. So, so the cat's so, in here now. So, so that's in, a good time. Oh, we got a party. Uh, so, she's not in here. Good Lord. Um, so yeah, in the video package, Jericho gets the whole 
he can't win the big one treatment. Right. Which, which that's not for that. the heel. <laughs> yeah. What, what? But I do think, like, you can see the attitude shifting. Oh, yeah. It is starting to shift. That's why I think that was very cool is that they do this very subtly, though. Like, what I like is that it's not the full-blown, like, oh, he's just jealous of The Rock, or you know what I mean, or something like that. Like, throughout the whole match, like, he still manages to have some of the face qualities, mixing a little bit of the heel, and then they don't re- they don't even fully go all in with it at the end. They The Rock kind of becomes a little bitch. But, he yeah. heals out. But yeah. anyway, so... Um, they edited this video package. I remember yeah. these two because that locker room scene. That's that, really good. Too. That's a good scene. Yeah. That what they start fighting about is The Rock looks at Jericho and calls him a punk bitch, and Jericho says, "Who are you to call me a punk bitch?" And I remember they played that a lot in this video package, and it's gone. So I think the first thing I talk about is it's a shame that it took two years to finally get this mm-hmm. from the why debut. didn't they incorporate that I know mm-hmm. that's the that's, that's the thinking. real root mm-hmm. like that opening I mean that is like it's one of those that you still can get goosebumps thinking about not like oh look I got him I got goosebumps look the rock likes to show everybody every time he walks out I'm talking like legit like when you think about cool openings or cool debuts in WWF that was that that might be one of the all time greatest. Even more than like Brock Lesnar guy marking out for Lesnar in yeah. twenty twelve. Oh god, I love that's ah, dude was legit excited. <laughs> but the Jericho one's so good. And it was just a shame that as soon as he did that, he has a as soon as he has that bit as soon as he has that bit with the rock, he's immediately downgraded. He's immediately he's immediately downgraded. <laughs> well he has the debut <laughs> face plant. Nah. Hold ah! on. And, all right, so it's gonna be like the rabbit Monty Python. All right, so, but we got we went through the video package. Yeah, it's pretty. Um, Y two J can't win the big one. Whatever, it is what it is. So, um, let's get into this title match because I still th- right off the bat, Rollick. Jericho's pop is for what they're doing with him, very strong. Yes. still. Mm-hmm. it's a very strong pop that he gets. Jr. criticizes WCW management for not giving. Putting Jericho in this position back when he was in classic WCW. Yeah. Time. I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I, if I'm... I He says something. I swear, guys, correct me if I'm wrong. He references Ric Flair and the Black Scorpion? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The yeah. Black Scorpion situation. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. All right. So let's go around and take... Like, let's talk about this one. Jason, I, I since I know how much you like Jericho, start us off with this. Very excited for Tuesday. Um, I put it like where the Rock seems like he's the heel, mm-hmm. but uh, their match. I got distracted by the crowd in this match. Okay. By this point, I've gotten really sick of the dude with the big piss dragon banner or whatever it is he keeps holding up. I saw that through the I, whole night. Yeah, I got. Asshole you. looks like he gave himself a bowl cut. Yeah, not big on this guy. Give me the Lord. He doesn't Christmas. have the nachos. <laughs> no, no, no. He's he gets no nachos. No, like it wasn't <laughs> like it just I, it pissed me off because it's distracting during. To me, the highlight match of this because it's yeah. like I'm getting ready to see Chris Jericho. It's very fresh. Yes, it's a fresh match. You, know, you haven't seen mm-hmm. him like you were talking about. Um, it's long. It's, it's like, like Triple H match long. Yeah, it's really I long. the same thought. Triple H long. Yeah, like because you know we're talking about how <clears throat> who's the face, who's the heel. Rock delivers a rest spot to Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. Like. How often do you see that? Like, we need to take a minute. And Rock, like, locks him in a chin lock. And like, yeah. What the hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> but it's so long to the point. I got also got distracted because Paul Heyman makes a Stacker 2 comment. And then I started remembering all the different Stacker 2 commercials that they were running. Well, so I'm on YouTube 
like hunting them down, and this match is still going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the I didn't think the part at the end was needed. Of course, we'll just, get to that. Of course, I, I agree. One hundred percent. Charlie, kind of uh, initial thoughts on this one. Uh, I think it's a pretty good match. Uh, I was expecting a great match. Because all right, so as you're saying that, let's tie back into something that you know when we talked about the ladder match. This match is never talked about. Nope. Because this is significant. Oh, even it's, it's huge. I mean, significant for before vengeance. he gets. Yeah, it's significant because that's a that's much bigger for obvious reasons, right. but. There's a major championship. It's the first time he's won a major yeah. title. Mm-hmm. So, all right, without getting recalled, which um, they bring that up, right? Yeah. That's true. I like the split cl- uh, crowd reaction. Uh, I, I, I like their their move sets. I don't care for uh, this WrestleMania kind of feel they've got going on. Where I'm going to do your finisher. Yes, you know, like Jericho. Good point. Hit, Jericho hits a rock bottom and then goes for the lion salt. Gets a two count. And then does a bulldog, and what always follows the bulldog is the lion salt. So he looked yeah. really confused for a second. <laughs> Whoops! Right. I've already done that move. Uh, we get to see—I I don't want to say it, Martin. What's the uh, uh, Rock's version of the sharpshooter? Oh, the sharpshooter. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, we've got another one because when Jericho tries for the people's elbow, it's not the people's elbow; it's the proletariat's humorous. <laughs> oh! Whoa! Whoa! There you go. Oh my Slimed god. Slimed that phrase on another wrestling podcast internet. Yeah. <laughs> Martin Dixon, one man t shirt generating machine. Um, when you're talking about the shark shooter spot, the crowd is, it's kind of just eh about it because they're yeah. just, uh, whatever. But then when Jericho has the rock in the walls, towards oh, the pop. end point, they are like, this This is it. I, the walls is. Still kind of over as a finisher. Yeah. He never, he never wins with it, but it's 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 over as a finisher. The sharpshooter just isn't. No. Can we talk about the ending real quick? Yeah. We can yeah go so, so, like, halfway through the match, The Rock hits a rock bottom on Jericho through a table. Almost yeah. misses the table. Almost yeah. misses the yeah. table. So that's that's pretty heelish. It should have been DQ. Then Jericho uses a chair uh, to win the match with the skull-crushing finale. <laughs> really? Oh, the stroke. <laughs> yeah, the stroke. Yeah. Somewhere, yeah. somewhere mayhem is beside himself. <laughs> Pro- <laughs> trying to get us to buy gold. <laughs> so so after that, The Rock kind of like confronts him like with the chair as if to say, you, you needed a chair to beat me? And I'm like, you put him through a table. Mm-hmm. It's an eye yeah. for an eye thing. It's like, don't act like you're high and mighty. Yeah. It, and then JR tried to explain it differently. Yeah. Like, oh, it's a stand-up fella. You know, oh, good for Rock. I'm like, no, he was pissed. He was pissed at Jericho for using a chair. Because Stephanie comes down, and I think that's useless. <laughs> yeah, so, Martin, go ahead and, Ste- get, go ahead and give you your thoughts, ma'am. Stephanie thinks all right for at the end when Jericho's, like, holding the belt, screaming at her. You know, you couldn't stop me. Right, right. That works. But, yeah, she it wouldn't have been any different with her there or not. Right, and the, the best part of the match, though, the most interesting part of this match to me, is that chair. Jericho yeah. is doing everything he can to get that chair out of the ring, and it won't leave. Right. And he just, ah, fuck it. <laughs> he just, and there's the chairs in plain sight, and ref counts to three. And then when he gets the chair from The Rock, he holds the belt up with the chair, like yeah, he won both of them. Yeah. I won this chair! Yeah! yeah. This is where I was going to go with the, it's, okay, Steph, I mean, it wasn't needed. But if Steph's going to get involved in the match, going back to what you said a little bit ago, Test could be on his way to winning the WCW title. Maybe Test should have come been come down with Steph to try to stop Jericho, 
So you've got that test Stephanie dynamic right there. Yeah. Against the long building feud with Chris. Right. It could have been something right there. They could have done. I think he could have got like two months out of that. Because otherwise, like. The WCW title is with two WWF guys right now in this match. Mm-hmm. Why do you even come down, Steph? Like, what's really the point? Like, what's why are you coming down, and not Shane? I, I'm, right. Like, what's the point? Or that. What's the point? So, but not to take away from and Martin, I want to get back to your thoughts on it. But um, I, it's interesting that this one, like, because it's not a, it's not a bad match, <laughs> but it's not really remembered right. ever. So, Martin, what are kind of your thoughts on the match overall? Um, yeah, the match is, is very good, but it's on this show. If this had been SummerSlam, if this had been Survivor Series, it probably would be remembered. But, you know, No Mercy 2001 is, it's a forgotten show. Yeah. It's that wasteland of the post-SummerSlam period. Right. Um, but no, the match itself is great. I, I love how JR was trying to get the WCW title over. Yeah. But yeah. too little, too late. Right. No <laughs> avail. At that point. <laughs> So but, uh, yeah, so I like the match. It's just it's just a shame that it was on this show and then thus confined to history's dustbin. I've only read Jericho's second book, but he talks a lot about how this was one of his favorite feuds because he said their chemistry, like I think mostly microphone wise, was unmatched, like really with any other guy that he um, and I said and the reason I say guys because I think probably his his back and forth with Stephanie were probably the best of this era of Jericho. But he talked. I think he talks about like in Japan, like how they did. Like how they were able to come up with some really funny shit. Like oh, I remember really, reading about yeah, it. Yeah, some great stuff. Like, like they a, take pictures of each other when they're on the ground and, and they make stupid faces. Yeah, like and he, and, um, <laughs> since Jericho kind of knew some like some Japanese words, he'd have he'd tell Rock to you know say this. It'd be really funny if you say this to me. Mm-hmm. And it, and it was great. Like it was really cool just to hear like how because again we're not going to see a lot of that um, yeah. if ever on any type of network or anything like that. But it's cool how they were doing, they were still trying to do fun new things mm-hmm. on the house show circuit with this one. Obviously this one's going to continue for a, 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 at least a couple more shows. We'll see this, this, this feud continue. So that will be really cool. I think the blow off is the rumble. Yes. Cause, mm-hmm. Jer- cause I think Jericho will get both him and Austin separate pay-per-views because I think Austin's is the no way out. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's the right one this time. No way out. Yeah, yeah. you got it. I got it. All right, so uh, Jericho's got the belt. It's his first major championship that's not taken away from him within the same hour. So um, now we, um, I call this the drunk close-up of Vince's door. Because yeah. it feels, we don't know. Uh, it's a Dutch angle. Yeah, yes. it's a bad, it's a really bad one too. But yeah, they uh, we get this just close of Vince's door. What's Vince going to do in the main event? Because that's where we're heading next. The main event, it is Steve Austin, the WWF champion defending now against Kurt Angle and Rob Van Dam in a triple threat no disqualification match. <laughs> RVD, you know, when I was gone, I watched you. I watched you give advice to members of the Alliance. You tried to take them under your wing like Stone Cold Steve Austin did. You tried to be a leader. RVD, 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 RVD. Stone Cold Steve Austin is back. Stone Cold Steve Austin. To take these men and women under my wing. I got a piece of advice for you, RVD. I want you to keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. You got a lot of future. You got a lot of potential. Mick Foley's back on SmackDown! See, it turns out that Linda McMahon thought that I, I would make a pretty good choice as your new 
and No Mercy is a triple threat. Kurt Angle, Stone Cold, and RVD. So I guess, RVD, it's all up to you. What's it going to be, boy? Yes or no? Far be it for me to ignore the advice of our leader, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I know when you're talking about me, you do not want me to pass up this opportunity. I'm in. RVD, you are either with me or you are against me. Both men are down. Austin and Angle are in. Hey, wait a minute. There's Rob Van Dam. Van Dam going up. Who's he going after? on my side and when that man walks through that door we're gonna celebrate for that little bastard right here tonight i enjoyed meeting with you dude i felt it was surprisingly well hey you're all right who's in the limo current angle triple threat you and me wwf title stays right with us man i'm so proud of you you mean the world to me that limo that RVD was in is still here. Oh, my God! Not him! Not him! RVD, you are either with me, with me or you are against me. He's setting him up. The ankle lock is in. The ankle lock is in. He's going to break that down. It's Austin. Stone Cold attacking Kurt Angle. The paranoid WWF champion. All right, so um, ah, there's so many things that really like to, and they're not fun to talk about. Just going into this, it's just where we left that last pay per view. Kurt Angle finally got like a really good big moment. Maybe not the greatest match. I get it. I get it. Remember oh, we no, talked about oh, sure, but the moment it was a good moment for him, and it's immediately. And I don't want to say retcon, but you know, it's it seems like we have we have to immediately uh, like amend that and get it right back to where we were pre uh, Unforgiven by having Regal turn, turn and very late in the game go over to the to the Alliance. Very late in the game. So, and which brings Mick Foley back. Man, I'd forgotten all about that. He would, came back as commissioner in 01 here for a brief period. So. It just comes back to, we tease in the beginning, Kurt Angle just feels like way left out of this. After he lost that belt, they have a couple rematches, but it never feels like he has the momentum again. What do you guys think overall about just the setup of this and how RVD kind of usurps him here and he's left way off to the side? Go ahead, Charlie. Um, I remember this was the first time I ever cheered against Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, you know, Rob Van Dam was hot. Really wanted Rob D to win this. And yeah, it, it was a little odd that Kurt Angle would be in this because 
it seemed like obvious that Austin was going to fight RVD uh, for the title. And it's a real shame, too, because looking back on this match, I really think Kurt Angle is the MVP of the match. Yes. He does the best work uh, in the whole thing. And, yeah, it, it doesn't really seem credible that he would win this. And also, at the same time, I think a lot of the uh, the motivations of the characters are a little muddled. Like, I can't quite figure out what Vince McMahon's plan here is. Right, right. You know? Like, with, with attacking Austin and trying to get RVD to win, but RVD's with the Alliance while I can get him to come back. Or when he's outside the ring later with Kurt Angle and he's yelling at Kurt to get back in the ring. Right. It's just it's just odd. Jason? <clears throat> it's, it did make sense that Vince was so pro-RVD without having a confirmed, you're now WWF. You'd think after being duped by Austin... Right. You'd be a little more on your toes and a little more. I mean, he did it to Brett. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Very true. Martin, what do you think, like, kind of about how this thing is stacking up? Um, there's always a danger in triple threat feuds that someone will get overshadowed. Um, my mind leaps back to SummerSlam 2000 with Rock, Angle, and Triple H. Yeah. And all of the focus was on Angle, Triple H, and the Love Triangle with Stephanie. And here it's Angle's turn to be the odd man out. He feels so inconsequential um, in the build-up to this. When we get into the match itself, yeah, he's he's a big part of it. But going in, again, you just don't see why how Angle could win. How? What do you guys think of this? What do you think if, if you don't do the, the weird belt flip back to Austin, if you had Angle champion defending against Rob Van Dam? Oh, I would have much rather seen that. Because when we get that in this triple threat, it's magic. Like, mm-hmm. it just looks beautiful. And it... And I don't like to leave Steve Austin off a show would not have been bad because granted, I mean, it's not like his health was his his health uh, would have suffered. He would have been in great shape to have a paper. Deborah might have suffered. You know, even if you'd use him in a, if, <laughs> yeah. even, if, even if you'd used Austin in a weird sort of like he's trying to he's trying to help RVD but he's really not. You know, mm. stuff like that. Like you could have done like worked Austin, to his strengths. Austin a special ref. Or even <laughs> that where he counts himself the winner again, like he did at Judgment Day. That's in so cool. So it, there, there are a lot of th- the one thing I don't think you could have done is Austin against RVD because you can tell, you can tell Austin does not want to take any of that shit. And no. yeah. he, he, he has his hands so far out on those kicks that like they're not even hitting his, they're not even coming close to hitting his head. Another state. Right. So let's. The opening of this is fascinating. Like Austin is t- he adamantly talks about how he does not like triple threat matches because he just he doesn't like the flow of them where always one guy has to go out two guys go and then you sub one in and repeat it again and everything there's a lot of good energy to this though there's, mm-hmm. it's fast it's moving like a lot in the beginning and we go to suplex township right off the bat with um with kurt angle which is great you know we get um we get some weird dynamic Austin rvd like we're, we won't we won't fight each other okay now we'll fight each other and stuff like that so now let's talk about the match itself. Jason, lead us off. Talk about this one, what you thought. I wasn't too into it because I think that there it was just too much. Like, Because I like Kurt. It was like Charlie. I wanted to see Rob Van Dam win. Um, and it didn't matter who he pinned to win, Austin or Angle. But I just, I mean, like, Kurt and, and Rob, great stuff. Rob and Austin, not so good because then you see those hands come up and it's like, it's, it's really shying away from it. Um, then here comes Vince. Got to be there. 
this is me, it's, I'm important, it's for the WWF title. Um, just, I'm with you. I don't, I think it would have been a better one-on-one Van Damme angle. That's all I can say on that one. I think in terms of uh, your typical triple threat match, I think this this match actually avoids some of the cliches. It does. Because, like, yeah, if there is a guy on the outside of the ring, he's not out there for long. He's no. not Roman Reigns taking a nap. Exactly. No. Yeah, so I, I, I didn't... I, I, I like... This is the, one of the better triple threat matches I think that there is, and it's because of that. Um, other than that, like, it's got some good spots. Like, I really dig... Uh, like, I always forget how what a beautiful moonsault. Uh, Kurt Angle can do because it's yeah. it, it, his the arc, arc of it is, is arc. per and he hits it perfectly. Yeah, like I mean, that's just because it's not like the other guy's helping him by scooting or something like that. Like he perfectly mm-hmm. nails that. You guys know Austin's like in camp uh, WWE mode. He is flipping off everybody yep. in sight. Yep, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, like you said, like what I like with Austin is like he hits him, kicks him, something. He's he does that. Austin does that stupid shit that he only does with Kurt Angle, where I'm gonna try to stun you by kicking you with my left foot. I hate it, and, and, and it even looks awkward. Like Austin, okay, just give me a second to get my bearings. Because he would need to use his left arm if he was going to kick with his left leg. Right. He needs to use his left arm to drop him. But, but why can't Kurt do an ankle lock with the right leg? Because that seems to be the only thing. Exactly. Like forget the kind of weird, like non or non talked about rules where you do right arm, right leg, or you don't work right, right arm. Right. Forget that for one right. moment, please. Yeah. Because it just would make more sense. So, um, uh, I I noticed when Angle took the the tumble outside. There's a fan that immediately like, get up. Yeah. I, I I couldn't find the exact, but I heard it. I was like, dude, he he just got thrown out. Like, can you give him a breather? Like, it's it's okay. He's working his ass off. Right? Um, the uh, the backdrop on the table by Angle, I thought was uh, mm-hmm. was scary for Austin because I just thought of the Booker T moment. Because like I just that's yeah. the last thing that guy should probably want to do. Um, once uh, once you get down to RVD and Angle, it is just so money them together, like mm-hmm. their energy together. Like it reminds me, like when going back and listening now to WrestleMania 22 with Ray, with Angle and Orton, like how like those three guys, the way they're flying around that ring, like it's it's you got tremendous energy. But you know when you just have Rob Van Dam and Kurt, it's really electric. And it's just it's such a tease to a match that could have been that we could have had on a big pay per view or something like that. Um, all right, so Martin kind of now the match itself, like this thing gets really overbooked. You got Vince, we have Shane, we have all this stuff going on. Stunners. So, what did you think, like, you know, once all this stuff started happening with it? Um, up until Vince walks out, I kind of like it. It's not the best main event I've ever seen, but it is a long way from the worst, right? Mm-hmm. As soon as Vince comes down, it just goes to shit. Yeah, it's just, you just know that it's going to be, like, screwy everything. Because that's just what Vince brings. And it kind of telegraphs that shenanigans are going to happen. And I don't want that. You know, if there's going to be some kind of shenanigans, let it happen spontaneously. But, you know, Vince being out there for so long, it's a case of, right, what's going to happen now? What's going to happen now? But the match itself is is fine. Uh, yeah, RVD and Angle work beautifully together. Yeah. Austin sadly is the odd man out because he can't seem to keep up with either of them. So it's it's all right, but it feels like a missed opportunity for something really special. RVD eats a stunner like that DDT. It's that same sort of like yeah. It just RVD is a great move taker. Yeah, yeah. Either that or a DDT. The thing that's so weird about Shane coming out is 
he's not a part of this thing at all. No. I don't, at least even the video package, it didn't seem like Shane McMahon is not really a part of any of this. So mm-hmm. it's like, him coming out just feels bizarre. Like, it just... And then the Harrison Ford, like, leap that it's Vince does. And, I, and, and they replay that every great once in a while. And I always forget what it's from. <laughs> you know, the... Uh, it's like Shane takes the clothesline before the clothesline ever gets to him. Yeah, right. Yeah, because Vince's dive is nasty. Yeah, yeah. but as, as Austin always says, because Vince McMahon is the most uncoordinated man he's ever met, and, and yeah, and, and it looks like it too. He just doesn't really know what he's doing. Plus, why would Shane care who won between Austin and Rob Van Dam? The okay. championship still stays with the alliance. And then Jr. tries to cover, like, oh, Shane and Angle have some history from King of the Ring and everything, which I'm like. I guess, but they haven't really touched each other since. Since then. And it's yeah. not like it's even hinted at. So, Austin still Austin ends up retaining after um, the stunner on RVD, which, at this point, I was like, I don't think it mattered who got pinned because everybody looks bad. Like, I, both of them look like they've lost a considerable steam in this. So. I like how they almost psyched you out with, the, with RVD almost winning the title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it... Yes and no, because the only reason I say no is because it's like... Because he didn't win. You didn't win the title. <laughs> so... It's a it's an anticlimactic type of end because it felt like with all the stuff that you had going on like outside the ring with events and everything with RVD that you were setting up for something big and it 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 honestly feels like RVD doesn't get back to this level now for five more five, years five yeah. years yeah. wow yeah it's insane and it takes an ECW special special pay per view yeah and I'm not even counting like I know he has I think he made events with Triple H at some point for the World Heavyweight Title but it doesn't feel like he's it doesn't feel like Rob Van Dam's popularity or just his his place with the fans, I guess, in terms of who they're popping for. Because none of this matters in like a week. Yeah. Right. None of this, because all of a sudden, all three of these guys are on the same side. It's like, okay, Kurt jumps. Uh, okay, I don't know how or why. Right. So why didn't Van Dam jump? But the other way. Right. Bounce out. No. It just, it now it just felt like going into this paper, it's like, well, we got to start wrapping this up, which is dumb. They, this thing... If you'd done it right, could have been going to Mania. It could have been something interesting, you know. But instead, it, it's like you said, Invasion Part Four. Like it, it just, it, it kept kind and of getting worse. Yeah. So, How about when Vince waffled Austin with that chair? Okay, so let's good, talk about that. Yeah. All right. So, um, as uncoordinated as he is, for whatever reason, he decides to do a chair shot to the back and mm. doesn't aim low enough, and he ends up catching Austin in the back of the head. Austin, it's nasty. Yeah, starts bleeding, and it's. Looks fairly significant. It doesn't look like a... It's when he's on the apron after he's already won and the blood's already around to his pissed. face. Yeah, I think that's why that stunner to RVD looks so nasty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so This that... wasn't what was supposed to happen. It's happening. So, all right. So, kind of, let's talk about this match in conjunction with the rest of the pay-per-view. I think it really does reflect the buy rate. Like, I, there wasn't a lot to be excited about coming into this other than the triple threat for the potential of RVD. But it feels like the ma- like they delivered at about at that level. Mm-hmm. Like I don't feel like I, that's why like overall as a rating, I'm like, well, my you, you kind of hit my level of expectation, which wasn't really very high. So I, I'm really kind of like, I hate to do Bret Hart, but it's like a four out of ten. You're gonna give it a four? Yeah. Wow. I, I, just, I just don't. It's it's kind of a subpar paper. It had but moments. that lingerie match. <laughs> but <laughs> even that WCW title match, it's like you said, it's it's Triple H long. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it it still could be a better match. It's a good moment. And the Edge and Christian, you know, ladder match, it's okay. Could have been significantly better. It just feels like a pay-per-view that really, like, you know, unfortunately, it under-delivered, which meant, at this point, it met its expectations. 
So yeah, we are at full on WCW level right now. Yeah, yeah. It, it, Martin, how do you like starting with you, man? After um, talk about how you rate this um, overall, this whole thing, this pay per view. Yeah, this whole show just comes across as decidedly average, like a five or a six out of ten. Yeah. Um, it's not bad. It's just not Good. like particularly great. Everything is serviceable. Positive review. Yeah. <laughs> Everything yeah. is serviceable yeah. to some degree. Yeah. It's not terrible. Well, so is my mum's Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> but it's not something you would throw on. No, you know, it's not a show where you can go, hey, let's watch No Mercy 2001, that classic. Right. It just exists. <laughs> it's, the Alliance has, like, the WWF has completely given up on the Alliance. Completely. Yeah. But the guys who are still in it are trying to still do something with it. And it's just... This show has no steam. It has no, no real drive. It's a, it's it feels like too like storylines like this are definitely they they are hurt by a raw and a smackdown every week and a pay per view every oh, month. Yeah. Like to where like it's like well what do, you What's you find that? yourself just trying to like tread water until you get to your next bench point, which isn't necessarily a great way of storytelling. That's something Arn Anderson used to say with WCW about. By that point. Everyone had already fought everyone. Yeah. So what's left to put on pay-per-view? Right. right. Jason, go ahead, man. It's uh, it's definitely a clear sign of, of shit like Mike Awesome, gone. Oh, yeah. Uh, Chuck, you know, we've already Palumbo O'Hare, gone. There's not even Stasiak comedy bits. Um, you're the WCW, you see Tommy Dreamer, gone. Taz isn't on this pay-per-view. Rhino's appearance doesn't have a match. I mean, we've seen some of the stuff that he'd done. He's Rhino's escalated. had an awesome summer. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's, and then it's just not Summer there. of Rhino. They just... <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag things you... Things you well, wish they'd done. But, uh, but just, it, it just seems like not only they've given up, it's just like they... They're just like, oh, the burial's almost complete. All we've got to do now is lower the casket. Uh-huh. And I don't know, it just... it It's upsetting, especially because we spent several months getting to know a lot of these guys on the other end of things, and now they're not even there. Mm-hmm. The only one we were talking about is Booker. Right. What would, yeah. you give, what would you give a rating? I mean, I'd give this one a four and a half oh, out of ten. Oh, man. Um, I really thought I might be the only one. I, I thought something was wrong with me when I was watching this. I was like, I'm not liking this at all. But I will say, I hardly ever paused it. Like, it was it was yeah. watchable. Yeah. You know, I, in a I weird way. I, I, I don't... And that's it's in the, the, the years to come where I think it finally reaches that point where it's like... Like, I feel like, for the most part, WWF could deliver you, a f- like, a watchable mm-hmm. pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that... Then again, like, watchable is sort of like... That's like the foundation of the house. We haven't right. built up anything else. We're just giving you kind of the bare bones. Go ahead, though. Continue. Oh, um... Honestly, uh, like, the Rock-Jericho match... Yeah, I... I think I, I think I'm thinking of that match as better than it is because of the fact that all the other matches are, are pretty dire straits. Um, uh, my... I think uh, the RVD Austin Angle match that's probably my favorite match on the card, uh, but that's mainly because of RVD and Angle. Yeah, uh, I think yeah they just bring it. So that's so pretty much every match RVD's had on a pay per view has been the best match for me. Yeah. So I think I think that's cool. Um, I do love that lingerie match. No, it's not a five out of five. No, but but, but it was damn entertaining. It's, it's better than it has any right. Right, to exactly, it. exactly. Because I love when the women do that. Because you see that every now and then, where they're in this stupid stipulation match and they do shit in it that they absolutely do not and, have. And to this do. is where I wonder who is the agent for what matches. Because I right. feel like this is somebody who was like, 
you know, ladies, like everyone's going out there just to see, well, the fact that you're going to be in your underwear. Why not try and elevate a little bit more than that? Right. You have five minutes. Yeah. Use it. Yes. Yeah. And I think they used it really well, and it helps that uh, they're arguably the two of, of the best, the, the two best of their time. Yeah. So based on those two matches alone, yeah, I'd, I'd probably give this a five out of ten. It's not it's not bad. I don't. I think it's worse than last month, but... You know, it's all right. I'll be honest; like they they feel almost interchangeable at times. These pay per views, yeah. like with the exception of one or two matches here and there, like they feel very interchangeable. So um, things better pick up. Yeah, a pay per view like this now yeah. with the in the network era, where it's ten bucks essentially, if you look at it, not bad. Back in the day when you're paying forty five, oh yeah, this would that, that's yeah. why the I mean, I wouldn't want to pay. This is a raw. Yeah. Yeah, a it's ways. a glorified Raw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I'm willing to bet the Raws were better. Yeah, well, yeah, I <laughs> bet so time. too. So we're getting into some interesting territory because now we're going to be heading towards, like you said, there's going to be some, a couple more shifts mm-hmm. in the to the alliance and everything, most notably Kurt Angle. But Ugh. we're going to be heading towards the end of this. So <laughs> we're going to be coming up to Survivor Series, which has, um, I think this has got that, I think this has some pretty good theme music too. If I remember, it's not, if it's not Deadly Game, I don't want to hear it. It's not, I think they do the Doors. It they get sounds the, like the Doors, but it's awesome not the Freddy Doors. Blassie, this is the yeah. end speech. It's oh, weird because it, it, it's it's not exactly the Doors, but it's Jim Johnston doing the Doors. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, That's screen yeah. Doors. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting because <laughs> now windows. we're going to be getting the climax, and I think once we get to that, we're going to have a whole lot to say about how this really went down from essentially June. Yeah, and this will be the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank God. June to November. This really interesting summer of 2001, which is really, it, it, it leaves you wanting, or it leaves you with so many possibilities of what could have been, I think is what... Maybe the whole moral of the story is, just leave WCW out of it. Like maybe yeah, That's the best thing you can do. Because everything that happened before Invasion, for the most part, was alright. Yeah. Except for like the two backlash and, The Backlash yeah. Judgment Day era of, or King oh, of yeah, the... Yeah, the main yeah. event was Austin and Taker. Yeah, yeah like, it, it, yeah, it, ever, it's like they popped 17 so big, they're like, oh... Rap. What do we do? <laughs> We're fucked right. for life. Right. Don't touch Brett, me. Brett, I'm fucked. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Superplex off the top. That's what? A, I, I, I love Brett talking about it. It's like, you know, you don't hear me. You don't see me calling spots in the ring ever. Except with Bulldog. That was just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ever. Bullshit. Except this one. It's just immediate exceptions to the yeah. rules. I, exactly. <laughs> yeah. he, he's dead now, so... Oh. He, he can't um, Alright, so that is No Mercy 2001... Mercifully. Yes. <laughs> well then. <laughs> the keys, keys are caught him out of nowhere. Um, Telegraphed it. As we talk about ne- our next, I, it's not our next episode, and the reason I bring that up, but we're gonna the next pay per view episode will be Survivor Series 2001. The reason I say it's not the next episode technically for us wrestling wise is because this Tuesday. Live from the the uh, Bons, the Bonds Coors Wellness Arena here in Greenville, South Carolina, we're going to be going to the taping of SmackDown. So we're going to do an episode for it that'll come out. It might come out on the day of SmackDown. Might be, come out the day before. Just we'll see. We're going to be doing kind of a gorilla recording with uh, the cell phone and everything, going through what our reactions are to the uh, the taping of it. Supposedly, most of the m- most of the top guys I listen to the radio at they're still advertising. Reigns, Ambrose, I think Jericho, not hurt Styles. Yet. I'm finally, I, as huge a Jericho fan as I've been, 
in 2012 when they came back to the Bilo Center for the first time since the King of the Ring tournament, yeah. and he wasn't on that show, I was so pissed. I've seen Fozzie perform, and I've never seen Jericho wrestle. You better be there, you son of a bitch. <laughs> um, so we're, we're going to be well, going through... I'm trying to think if I've seen Jericho perform. We're going to be going through... Royal Rumble 2010. Yeah, you did. Oh, dude, that's a great moment. That's mm-hmm. the Edge return. Yeah. yeah. Dude, um, that place, I've never been in an arena that popped so loud. When Edge came out? When Edge came back. Holy shit. And, and you know, we kind of thought maybe. But yeah. yeah. Like, when that, everyone just fucking exploded. So, um, we're going to be doing it. We'll be doing kind of a, I'm not going to say a live episode, but we're going to be doing an episode, kind of how we did Survivor Series this past year. So, we're going to head up with that. And then, like I said, the next pay-per-view episode will be Survivor Series 2001. Movies for guys who like movies? It's Fright Night. That's going to be the next movie episode for us. The original. Uh, yes, the 1985. Thank you. Um, no, man. We had just done the <laughs> we had just done the quick takes, so those are still available for you to listen to. Where we kind of did our little um, experimentation doing one man podcasts and everything. So there's a lot. There's so like in one week, I think we had like six episodes of podcasts. So a lot there's of content. so the much onslaught. out there. <laughs> this is the end. <laughs> but um, fire, everything. fire everything. That's it. Yeah. So let's the ways that you can catch up with us, of course, at New Blood Pod on Twitter, uh, New Blood Rising pa- Podcast on Facebook, and then the Gmail is New Blood Rising Pod. New Blood Rising Pod at gmail.com is where you can send in any written feedback about shows we've done or shows that we're going to do, as well as the movies that we've done or movies that we're going to do as well. So. Keep sending that stuff in. We're going to go over, um, we'll be going over that SmackDown coming up, so that'll be a lot of fun in terms of myself. I'm at William Rankin83. I'm at me, Jason Keesley. I am at CM underscore Stabs. And over here across the pond, five hours in the future, I'm, I'm at Bloody Sumi And we will see you guys for SmackDown, live from <laughs> the well, as we call it here in Greenville. Bon cool. On those Saturdays when kids go out playing, I was up in my room, I let the stereo play. Was it faded, not jaded, just a kid with a pad and a pen and a big imagination? All this I see, I find, was she ever low to the
play Yo, I was up in my room I let the stereo blaze On Saturday when kids go out and play I was up in my room I let the stereo blaze It's all Come on!